This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Blueberry Muffin Cake of Sergeant Tanis, Cleanway Olin of Moogle, and Kvoth Canvas of Excalibur. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. job shifting through all that darkness. People think I just luck into these situations, but it's really a lot of hard work. Juxtaposition. <laughs> and Nika. Oh my god, 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 Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode number 47, a radio... Femros suck! Oh, wow. What? Where did that come from? <sighs> Sorry, I've been holding that in for a long time, That guys. is quite an outburst. Jeez. Uh, wow. I was hoping it would be a little bit more control yourself. That there'd be a little bit more finesse to it than that, but it's it, I couldn't. I'm sorry. Holy shit! I'm sorry. Oh, uh, wow. I that that not not for what I said, just how I said it. I'm sorry for how I said it. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Nero Grigori. Thanks for tuning into uh, Limit Break Radio live here on Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We are, of course, live from Eorzea. And uh, I actually didn't uh, I didn't change the chat from uh, from the last episode. We'll see if uh, <laughs> we'll see if it comes back now. See if anyone notices. Yeah, right. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, we are very glad to uh, to have you here with us today. There we go. That's the proper chat room. Anira, did you uh, did you do something weird with the studio? Like something new with the studio? Mm, no. You didn't let like like increase like 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 the feng shui or anything. It just it seems a lot more like open pleasant. in here. Yeah, pleasant, pleasant too. Yeah. I feel a lot more at home. Oh oh, that's because we're uh, we're we're down Escalia. It's it's a little bit more roomy. We got elbow oh. room. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. but it's okay. It's okay. We're down one dragoon, and so we've added another joining us as a special guest for today. We've got. Uh, uh, from Joe Never Fails. Joe Never! What's up, man? How's it going? What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining us today on the show. We're glad to have you with us. This is an exciting topic. We've had this topic kicking around for a couple of months now. Months. Man. And uh, it seems like with some of these uh, statements from Yoshi P from this uh, four gamer interview that we're going to spend some time breaking down here on the show today, uh, that uh, we, we've got some major changes that are coming in PvP in 3.2. And so we've invited Joe Never Fails to uh, come on the show and uh, talk about it with us here today and uh, we're going to invite you to talk about it as well you can give us a call here at Limit Break Radio by uh, sending a Skype message to the Skype account Limit Break Radio or dialing 810-515-8715 now up until this point, uh, we've actually we've had one Mr. Juxtaposition, yes, uh, who has been in sole charge of the callers, uh, which he does not do a very good job with. <laughs> what? Uh, shut uh, up! Please, you have no idea 
What it's like being the engineer. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying you're no good at it. Otherwise, we no, wouldn't have been here. Then why are we making these changes? Why? Because now I can actually focus on other things. No. Oh, well, because, no, no. Because the reason because, you're terrible. Okay, because, see this? This is my pad of paper There's that I have. There's nothing on that paper. There's a whole bunch of circles and shit. No, like, you're just waving around a piece of paper. We've been having like 15 callers trying to call in and I have to balance everything. It's a lot hard. This is true. It's, now, this is this is the reason. Hero, is, the, is, the, hard. Is, is the mic picking this up? This is the world's tiniest violin that I'm playing for Juxta right now. I just I want to I make sure oh, you guys wow. can hear that. Now, wow. Really original. Good job. Wow. I haven't now, heard this, that one this year yet. Now, look, the reason that we're making this change is not because Juxta is a failure, although I do. He, he is, is a failure. He is. A failure. Although I'm not saying he's not a failure. <laughs> but okay. just not in just, this regard. Just, just, to, just to be clear, okay? Uh, but the reason that we're doing this is, yes, Juxta is correct. We do get an avalanche of calls every episode that we do uh it is uh it, it seems to be uh uh a very sought after spot to get here on uh, uh to get a call placed through on limit break radio and so uh we wanted to to make sure that there was someone who could uh pay a little bit more attention Who's better at it yeah we'll go with that um so uh we we we'd like to introduce to the show our new call screener uh you know her well kooky kooky persona is going to be screening calls for us kooky how you doing Good. How are you guys? Uh, we are we are doing very very well. So here's the way that it's going to work. When you want to call Limit Break Radio, you're still going to send a message to Limit Break Radio. You're still going to call eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. And instead of Juxta being on the other end, it's going to be Kooky. Kooky is going to help you out. And uh, we're gonna. It's 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 our hope that. Uh, this is going to uh, uh, help callers get to, uh, you know, get to their point a little bit faster. If you get to practice with Kooky, bounce some ideas off of Kooky, uh, you know, and, and and get you a little bit more relaxed. You know, sometimes I've, I've been noticing that, you know, the pressure is kind of on when uh, you call Limit Break Radio. and We just kind of go to you. So, you know, Kooky's going to give you the rundown and, and help you out. And, uh, and, and, and she, in turn, is going to help us uh, take, I think think better calls more pointed calls that are a little bit more relevant to what we're talking about at that point and free up juxta to pay attention to what's actually going on, on the and show. the other big thing too is now we don't ever have to worry about scurro getting through ah yes that's that is also true. that is that's not nice that is also true well i mean you're not right cookie is really good at keeping uh keeping scurro down in the chat room i i have to give her that you are uh, i can relax you guys yeah cookie Kooky is number Kooky's number one at scrow oppression, which <laughs> I love you. I'm good. I'm good with. Uh, so, uh, Kooky, we just wanted to uh, bring you onto the show, and and this is cool too because uh, now that Kooky, you know, gets to she she'll get to hang out as a part of the call. She gets to act as the liaison uh, for for calls now, and uh, and and we can now as 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 we're taking calls. If we get a stinker of a call, we can blame it on Kooky. See, that's what I was wondering. And we can yeah. yell at her for <laughs> it. Can't we still blame Juxta? No. No. No, we can't. No. 
but sorry kooky. yeah I'll, I'll do well i'll do well don't worry all right well kooky we're gonna get we're gonna let you get to uh the call screening and uh so we if, if you would like to call limit break radio it's uh the skype account limit break radio or 810-515-8715 kooky will be happy to uh take care of you and forward you along to the studio when the time is appropriate thank you kooky you're welcome. All right. Kooky being a big help on the show, and uh, we really appreciate her help. So uh, that's going to be a little bit of a change moving forward. And uh, since this is, you know, the first episode that we're doing this, expect some hiccups. There's probably going to be yeah. some hiccups. I'm going to expect that there's going to be some hiccups. Uh, but, uh, you know, before we get into the topic today, which is this epic four gamer interview that went down with Yoshi P, let's talk about some Final Fantasy news. Oh no! I had it muted. Oh no! How do I fuck? How do I fuck it up on this show too? All right, here we go. Let's check it out. The Final Fantasy news. This is a limit-breaking news update. All right. Uh, not much in the world of news. We do have uh, a, a confirmed date for the next uh, live producer letter, uh, number twenty-seven. That's going down Saturday, January thirtieth, twenty sixteen. At 1.30 a.m. Pacific. Of course, that's going to be going down on the usual suspects. The Twitch channel, uh, YouTube, and Nico Nico. Uh, the special guest, this is going to be interesting, guys. I think we're going to want to tune in for this. Is going to be uh, localization lead Koji Fox. Uh, he's going to be making an appearance to field questions about lore and the naming of NPCs, items, enemies, and more that actually I'm going to be very interested in, but you can submit your questions. If you head on over to the lodestone and you check out this, uh, news posting, uh, you can uh, find a link to the uh, specific forum thread as well as the Twitter feed. Uh, so, uh, the it's always at the ass crack of dawn though. Yes, that's true. It's four thirty AM Pacific yeah. or not Pacific yeah, Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Eastern. Oh, yeah. So, so when the I'm going one. to bed after stream, right? <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, the themes are going to include questions for the FF14 localization lead Koji Fox, uh, and uh, that seems to be oh, as well as uh, Patch three point two preview part two. Uh, where we're going to take a peek at the new challenges to come in patch 3.2, including new dungeons, an encounter with the Warring Triad, and the next descent into the recesses of Alexander. I hope that somebody brings up a question, or, or I guess they don't really necessarily do questions all the time, but uh, I'm hoping I that... I love donating during the news. It's like an addiction. Dick to news all round, homies. Hashtag sorry, Amira. Okay, thank you, Thor. Um, I'm hoping that, that they address if the you whole... Can, if you can one day... T- time it to actually get over the fucking <laughs> production i would be impressed but uh, sorry. um that uh, was really far off that time. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, that, that, was that wasn't even close yeah but i hope they address super terrible the whole gay friend harshafant thing how uh what is it korea is getting it now but we're still not getting the changes i want to see what gay harshafant looks like okay well then make sure you submit that question to koji fox uh, at the official forum as well as the Twitter feed, they're taking questions. That would there. be a good question. I, I should probably find a better way to word it, though, huh? Mm. I feel like we already know what Koji's Fox, uh, what his response would already be. What's her gay? Girl, please. <laughs> Nobody's that gay. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
the other the uh, the other piece of news that I don't know. People have been talking about this. I don't even know why people have been talking about this. Uh, but there have, there's nothing else to talk about. There have been changes to the disk space requirements for Final Fantasy 14 on all platforms. Windows is going from 20 to 30. Mac is going from 20 to 30. Uh, PlayStation 3 is going from 12 to 20, and PlayStation 4 is going from 40 to 50. So it's the, re- the reason this is not news is because it only affects if you only have a Realm Reborn. Right. It doesn't affect if you have Heaven's Word. So what it sounds like is they're taking some of the Heaven's Word local files and they're adding it to the Realm Reborn files. So if you don't have Heaven's Word, be prepared. You need more disk space. Yeah, it that's just really it. I don't. It seems it seems weird. And I mean, it's 10 gigs, so that's not insignificant. But I mean, like, what are they just? Uh, they're just like, all right, fuck it. We're just gonna let everyone download the the Heaven's Word expansion, and then like you have to buy the key to unlock it. Like, I I, 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 I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, but uh, a lot of people have been talking about that for some reason, and uh, that's a thing. So those are the only two bits of Final Fantasy fourteen news. Uh, again, January thirteenth for or January thirtieth. I'm sorry for the live letter. Uh, I think I feel like that is probably the most significant thing in this because uh, you know we just we did just have a live letter at, around the new year. Uh, so like a month to month live letter. It wasn't it the day before it Christmas. W- right, right. For Christmas Eve, twenty third. It wasn't. Uh, it, it really wasn't that big. Uh, you know, like we mm. I, I, yeah, we talked really. we talked a lot about it, but uh, we talked a lot about everything. Yeah, that's true that is true uh so again if you'd like to be a caller to limit break radio send a skype message to the skype account limit break radio or 810-515-8715 kooky will be happy to handle your call and pass you along to us and uh we will be happy to take your call live on the air here on limit break radio so uh the, the recently uh there was a four gamer interview with uh with yoshi p and uh this was a really interesting interesting interview they took questions from uh from their audience starting back in november and uh decided to uh put a bunch of these to to yoshi p and some of these questions were kind of surprisingly hard yeah i actually read all the way through this one it's not normally something that we here at limit break radio do but uh i did i actually read all the way through it uh when i was at work one night uh instead of doing actual work passed by really really quickly but it, it took a while to get through there was a lot of really cool stuff in here yeah including nika was it? No. Why is Nika? No, I'm addressing Nika. Uh huh. That you're you're dressing Nika. Is she like wearing some kind of like mounter? Can, can I use my Stop talking. Jax is muted. Yeah. They uh, um, for all those people that go, Yoshi never said that they don't that they don't account for for healer damage. Blah 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 blah. blah straight up says it. That they don't that account they for healer don't damage. Don't account. Right, and you know why damage. they don't account for in healer the clear. damage? Yes, obviously they, there's a reason. Healers doing damage does more, but in the actual. It's clear because rate. they want you to take longer to clear it, though. That's well, why they put that in, in the right, first place. Right. It's because they want they they think that if they don't, you know, if they just think about the DPS, that healers are going to heal and gear takes, you know, X amount of tomes and weeks to get. It will take the average player this long to clear. But normal people don't play that way. So. Well, I, 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 yeah, it's been a subject of of debate whether or not healer DPS was being factored in at the development level, uh-huh. and uh, Yoshi P confirming that indeed both tank and healer DP, DPS not a factor at all in terms of uh, when they're con- like making considerations on the development well, here, side. Th- th- this it's is, a real oversight on their part, though, because if they don't think about healer no. and tank damage, and then that's what that's what parties are looking for is how much damage can our healers do and how much damage can our tanks right, do, Nika, and then all. 
read, sudden tanks aren't wanted. Have you read the They're interview? Not I skimmed it. I have not. Okay, she it. skimmed it. Well, since this is literally right at the top of the interview, why don't we start there? Because yeah. they started off with uh, questions involving the adjusting of difficulty content and game. And so they basically said, they said, hey, Yoshi, how do you go about determining end game difficulty? Like, what goes into that, right? So the first thing that they, they, they do is they determine a minimal assumed item level for clearing it, all right? Now, it's important to note that this is not the item level that you guys are going in at, right? but at what item level are, are people theoretically going to clear it? Yes. Okay? Right. Second, they determine the total amount of party damage needed to clear at that item level. They are taking minimal amount of damage from tanks and healers into account. And they actually clarified what this means. Minimal amount of damage from them is just what you naturally do in your rotation. So just enough damage for the tank to keep hate. So it's not taking into account, all right, let's see, between heals, you can probably throw off an arrow or a holy or right. whatever the fuck it is, right? Minimal damage. Right. Okay. So then why is so much extra tank and healer DPS needed, right? It's because that difficulty is based on the assumed item level. So when Neek and her group goes in to first attempt it, yeah, they are going to need way more DPS than that because their item level is significantly under the assumed item level. So you do need tank and healer DPS to clear it. No one's debating that. Right. right? Unless you are willing to wait, you know, months and months to get that eye level. At the assumed yada, yada. item level. Correct. Right. Right. Uh, and uh, to take a to take a direct quote from this interview, uh, and and keep in mind this is translated. It was very carefully translated. The uh, the 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 person on PG who translated it, uh, Slicer, uh, who's done a lot of translating in the past, was very clear about uh, uh, about the way that uh, that they intended to uh, to translate it but uh hang on i just uh, uh I'd, I'd like to put a, a, a quick thank you place. out because the transcript script that we're using is actually from bg with uh, which uh kooky was uh, kind of to link into the chat here and then uh Tur- raggins is here apparently and he says god damn it i didn't come here to get linked back to bg forums <laughs> <laughs> uh here's a direct quote in other words we only take into account the amount of damage necessary to perform as a tank or a healer and we don't take into account as actively participating participating in attacking for the clear assumption on dps we calculate the 100 percent value for an item level and then we reduce it by 10 to 15 percent for the amount required to clear so they're looking mm-hmm. they're looking at the uh, total amount of dps that someone could possibly be pumping out if they're performing at 100 percent their max dps and then they reduce it by 10 to 15 percent so uh that's just from a development standpoint how they are uh uh, you know how and and they give you actually they 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 go into great detail uh describing how they uh designed you know do the the, the fight designing process where you know there was the there was this great question in there that look do you actually do these fights yourself yeah which i, I thought was thought, a great question and the process actually Fantastic really surprised question. me too yes mm-hmm. the process is really surprising so the way that they do it is they design the fight and then they basically go in on god mode on invincible mode yep. Yep. and and they do that to be able to test the 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 rhythm and the pattern the overall uh the, the mechanic rhythm yes exactly and then uh from there 
step two in the process is that uh, you get hit by things, but when your HP gets reduced to zero, it doesn't knock you out. It just replaces your HP bar. Uh, so, you know, that gives you uh, a, a rough idea of, you know, like, oh, people might be going down here or this is going to be a How huge... How much damage you know, this, is being yeah, put out. Right. Like, uh, How many the, times you die? The, this, this, a tank, this tank buster is adjusted appropriately. And then they say they break it down by phases. So, uh, you know, what... It, it It's kind of interesting because they never actually outright say, yeah, we have the dev team go through it from front to back. But, it, you know, they, they do kind of clarify that look because of time and because, you know, we want to make sure that the that the content is timely, that we're do, we do it this way right. so that uh, we have a sense of, uh, you know, uh, an overall sense of how the content is balanced. Yeah, I think that was my biggest surprise, uh, which, and again, it makes sense, but when content is released, it might be content that the devs themselves might not have necessarily cleared. And as like, uh, uh, obviously, I... I'm not one, just so that everyone's clear on that. I'm not <laughs> claiming to be one. But if I were like a, a, a competing world-class first type player, the idea that the content that I'm clearing, even the devs haven't cleared yet, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah it says that they, they've cleared it based on phases, but like sometimes when they have the time, like the earlier Savages, it says that they will do it all the way through without uh, with with no God mode, but it said like AS3 and 4, they didn't do that. <laughs> so yeah. the devs had did not actually clear all of a three and four all the way through with no cheats on well, <laughs> time of release anyway. But what's yeah, it, yeah. what's 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 interesting about this is that it pretty much confirms what uh, uh, some of the the suspicions that we've had on the show that uh, you know the DPS checks uh, associated with uh, Alex Savage three and four were really just artificial pump ups that you know they heard the request for uh, uh, you know for a higher degree of difficulty from from Final Coil not. Not second coil, but from final you know, coil. That's that's not what this tells us. What it tells us is the dev team are a bunch of filthy fucking casuals. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says that they're good players. They're just not world first. And if they had taken all of their god mode off, it would have taken them way too much time to test everything and not enough time for the other content that people bitch about not having. There we the go. Need they, care bearing again. But, but they, are, they are assuming... They they are they are uh, operating off the assumption that you're not going to be able to clear this until you get to X eye level, and then if I, I mean the thinking there is is if you push that eye level. Uh, you know, if if you hold, hold, I'm sorry, if you hold back that eye level for a patch, that it'll take your entire community longer. But I think what it has reinforced has reinforced this, the, uh, you know, this very negative view of rating from Coil to Alex. Yeah, because I think, and th this kind of goes for all gaming too, is the idea that something is just straight up impossible into a certain point. What kind of fun is that? Right? Like, you have to be operating at 90% at efficiency, even with the assumed item level, is what they're saying, in order to pass it. And obviously, you are way under that assumed item level. I mean, even, even in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, going as far back as, you know, like, like the earliest editions, even a level 1 going up, uh, up against a level 20 still has that chance of hitting a crit on it, right? Right. So, the idea that no matter, like, how strong or weak you are, if you're skilled enough, you can still make progress is, is something that I think has always been... You know, to me anyway, important in gaming, you know? 
Right, which is why, I mean, I know they're trying to say that, like, they don't want all this content to be cleared in one week, yada, yada. But back when, like, T13 came out, I think there was one group that cleared it within the first week. And it's not like it was easy, right? Like, you saw they were, like, pumping potions. Their healers were constantly at no MP. And they were really, like, min-maxing everything possible they could do. The average player is not going to do that. I think it's okay to be able to clear stuff in first week if it's, you know, one group of players. Right. I I think completely banning everyone until you're, like, I-190, there's no way anyone can clear it because the minimum to clear it is one night like it's stupid and it makes no one have any fun I, I, I tend to agree and I and I feel like you know everyone knew right away that they were art, they were artificially inflated challenges that were basically being held back by the stats on our gear that there was no there was no degree to which you could perform to be able to uh, uh, you know put a curve on that uh, right. on that on that 90% handicap percent of the assumed eye level is probably still a lot higher than 100 percent at the entrance eye level yeah. So. Exactly. And so I I, I feel like it brought this very negative attitude around rating from from Coyle to Alex. And the other thing is, is that I don't think that there was a whole lot of people saying that final coil was easy. Okay, I think that there that among raiders, the sentiment was that final coil as a whole. And when you looked at all four turns of them was it was comparatively easier than second coil right which is something i think as a development team they don't necessarily want you know if at first coil you know was was all right second coil was you know a lot more difficult and then your right. final coil it seemed like it was tuned back in comparison that's not the kind of progression that you want for something like that you want it to be or at least feel increasingly more challenging right right i don't I, it's uh I, I, uh, go ahead. You just looking at the whole thing from a raid perspective and like the community perspective of, of like and taking a step back from how this whole thing progressed. Like there's a lot of community outcry that says like mechanically turn nine is harder than turn 13 and everything like that down those lines. And then you get like the large, the long, the big scale like bandwagon after the fact. And for everybody that complained about, you know, beating it too quickly and not not having enough time rating and things like that, like. Square Enix listened to those things like Yoshi P listened to that outcry in the community and said, OK, well, well, we'll just make something that you can't beat in the first week. And the way that they did that was by, you know, increasing the DPS check and making it to the point where, like, you couldn't do it without a higher eye level at the assumed level. So, like, we we it's tough, like, for me looking back at it because people complain about it. Raiders complain about it being too easy. Then another portion of the community complains about it being too hard and it's back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, I I I'm, I'm just really happy to see in this interview, like to see a little bit how they're thinking to understand that it's like a 10 to 15% decrease in what my 100% utopian pure DPS could be. Um, and then also, uh, um, seeing how they just don't take the uh, the tank and the healer DPS into consideration at all, I like that they don't do that because it assumes that you know and they don't they're not promoting that a tank has to DPS. They're not promoting that right. a healer has to DPS. Right. They don't want to send that type of message to the community saying if you guys aren't DPSing and healing, then you're not going to be able to clear this. You know, it's basically just stating like for anybody that is doing that, it's going to help. And it's going to help your progression. You help your team go faster. But that is, I, I, I think that that is a way of confirming that. Like, look, you have to have tank or healer DPS if you want to be if you're world, lower eye level. If you want to be yeah. world first, which Absolutely. which is yeah, that is lower eye level, right? So you know, I what what is that actually reinforcing? 
you well, know? It's, it's the two things you take. You can take it at face value and say that's exactly what it's saying. But what he's really saying to us and the people that understand is, is that he you just he can't he couldn't he couldn't go out and directly say what you just said because it would send the wrong message to the community. But by saying the opposite and us assuming the the latter, then you know what I mean. We can draw that conclusion from it. Yeah. No, I think that that is a fair conclusion to draw. But I do still think that that the artificial DPS checks that they added with Alex Savage three and four did not fly with the community and most and most people like recognized it on its face for what it was day one Mm -hmm. actually as3 is damage dps check what i don't even feel like is that bad because there's as3s is all right because it's the the little mini dps checks that's in between which is kind of what people like i just feel like with like as1 when that first came out i mean i can't even remember how many weeks now we were wiping out two one percent simply because our dps was like just lacking you know and we're like well next week we'll all have our ESA weapons we'll be able to clear like that's the mentality that I don't like and that's a shit I don't like that mentality I think that that if if you're if you're like oh well we got to sit back and wait for you know for uh, you better know X, or or better gear you know like that or for Nikita to level warrior that just it's, it, yeah that too at that point because they that's true they weren't thinking of tank DPS but at that eye level I, I mean, we needed it, it was a nece- it was a necessity you had yeah. to find the DPS somewhere uh, right. people were people well, were flat out telling me that we couldn't clear because our setup was a dark knight and a paladin and they're like you should have a warrior in there somewhere and I was like. All right, great. <laughs> I mean, uh, just just in the in contrast to that, I I never had that problem first week. Like we we beat Faust on the third pull first week. You know what I mean? So that's there's a big there's a big disparity between like people's I guess it is people's skill and understanding of class. Even at that beginning point, like they made the content to be difficult. Yeah, we beat Faust pretty quickly, you know? but the the actual boss we had real trouble with the DPS check. We had enraged. Multi- I mean, our, our mecha- we got the mechanics down within a few pulls, actually. And it was just getting past the DPS that was just so hard for our group. I think we just had a weird setup. Like, we had a machinist, a paladin. I mean, just we didn't have the idea. Well, there's your problem. That the high world first class has had, and people just flat out said, you don't have the, the eye level with the jobs that you have, so you just have to wait until you get more gear. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Not to mention, <laughs> if I recall, you didn't have a ninja either. So how much trick well, attack we damage were you a- missing out on? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Joe actually brought up a, a point in, in, in his first little uh, uh, spiel that he did there about how, um, you know, I think that people assume that that difficulty is based on how long it takes you to clear it, right? And if they would have, if they wouldn't have had these DPS checks in there, if it would have just been really, really fucking tough mechanics, and there was, you know, one maybe two groups that did clear it week one. But then we didn't see anybody else clear it for for several months. People would be saying, "Ah, oh, it was a lot easier. We only cleared it in a month." Because why? Because you didn't fail for so long, right? Mm. And that would have been seen as a negative aspect, but we've actually seen that thing, and it wasn't regarded as negative, and that was with Thornton. People loved the Thornton Extreme fight, right? This is one of the most fun that they've had in a fight so far and I, and people and are that sti- was cleared and people are still doing it too people are still doing it people are still struggling with it yeah but it was also clearable see that's one of those things where it was extremely difficult but this is something that is largely skill based and and doesn't rely so much on gear and i think going forward that's what square Enix needs to try and and focus on when they're adjusting and making these encounters now, question for you, Callow. Would would Thornton be as fun if you didn't get a two hundred five weapon from it? No, no. I th- I, honestly, I think so. 
I love the mechanics of Thornton. I had a blast learning that. Well, part. Uh, do you do you mean do you mean like if it dropped a ring instead? I mean, like it's got like. Are you saying if it had no reward? Because if it had no reward, no one would do it. Yeah. The 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 point that I'm trying to make is is that reward or is that affecting the way that people feel about it just as a point like it is it is what it is what the the answer is what it is but i feel that one of the reasons why i enjoy it so much is because i get a fantastic piece of gear and it's challenging enough like if it was a ring if it was something like secondary i would i wouldn't even i wouldn't be doing it at all here's the thing you now have relic weapons out which are 210 and people are still doing thornton yeah, but yeah, well, that, that, that relic quest, though. Yeah, you can't <laughs> that's say not you, No, I, I see what you're saying, Joe, but when I yeah. think of Thornton comparatively to the to the Savage fights, I think Thornton, it, the mechanics are extremely more enjoyable. And, they're and, not, they're and, not, they're not and Savage is guaranteed to drop 210 stuff, which is, you know, what I want and what I need, but... I think just I had a, I mean it's just like I look at AS3 which is where my group was was bashing their head when Thornton came out and we I mean AS3 was so stupid that we rage crit but Thornton I could wipe over and over and not get angry because it was fun. I think There's what he's big- trying to point out though is the fact that that would the perception of Thornton be the same if there wasn't a reward that made doing it over and over worthwhile. Now obviously that doesn't affect the actual fun of the fight itself but it would affect how much people still do it now if i had bismarck level rewards yeah 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 of course obviously i think it would still be a fun mechanic and a fun fight and people might still be talking about you know how how great the design of it was but would they still be doing it itself probably not no i don't i don't think there's not many things you do in this game once you're finished with it anyway regardless of how fun it is i think some of the older coils were a ton of fun but i mean i don't do them anymore they're i-90 gear why would i do that anymore I just, I just wanted, I want, I really want to make the point that the timing that Thornton came out for the reward that it gave, I think, was the overall, the reason why my overall experience with Thornton is as awesome as it is. Like everything about it coming out with the content that it came out with in the past that it came out with, with the reward that it came out with, still up until three point two, like it, it's going to be a relevant piece of content. Um, I, I think that that was my overall experience with Thornton. Like it was perfect, perfect difficulty and a fantastic reward for that difficulty. And right. But but then it's only transient. It's only applicable for like a patch, maybe a patch and right. a half. You Correct. know what I mean? Like it's it's gone as soon as we're on to the next shit. And I think that that's where Square Enix is having a whole lot of problems where they have. You know, you're right, Nika. Coil is fantastic. Coil's really well done content that there is no reason to do whatsoever you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. unless unless uh you know unless the relic weapons end up redirecting us back there which uh, who knows if they will i don't think they will we can drag newbies back for poetic bonus uh that, but that's pretty <laughs> much it Lots. but that's i gotta unsinked. give you poetic bonus but that's pretty much it you know what i mean like i think you know like for as much as i've been uh, and and it's been weeks and weeks and weeks that i've been harping on this but as as much as i think that they should add additional rewards you know in like an rng sense to uh savage coil to make sure that the the rewards that you're getting out of it are long term and there's a reason to keep grinding it i think that if they if they did something along the same lines of uh you know your relic grind but for you know specific slots of armor uh at a given point that you could drag that out for the entirety of uh of an expansion as well 
I mean, imagine, imagine, you know, like, uh, okay. I don't so, want that. Uh, so, well, no, 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 no. Just imagine. Okay. So, you know, uh, the, the Alex gear takes, uh, takes a lot of effort in learning a hard fight. So to balance that out, this would be very, very grind heavy gear that you would have to do maybe slightly more challenging stuff. You'd have to go back and grind a whole bunch of binding coil, right? Like that. And, and that would be the way that you would progress your armor. And then that way you would have potentially, you know, like you could have somebody who, uh, you know, would have a, a leg up stats wise for the future of this game all the way to the to the next expansion. And, you know, it eases some, you know, you want to put crazy DPS checks in your game, Square Enix. This would be one way to give parties a better chance at getting through those. So you're talking about like uh, uh, something similar to the relic weapon, but with gear where it's like, look, if you want these awesome fucking legs that this book foretells of, go right. back and run binding coil 20 times for each turn. Right. And then and then you, or, or I mean, shit, you still got crystal tower that's sitting there completely unused. I mean, make it make it larger than four people content, like make it focused on, uh, you know, uh, eight plus people, full party content. You got to go back and, uh, you know, unsynced. You got to go back and do the EX fights you know the ex primal fights make it something with a little bit of balls on it not that much because you know what little balls yeah little balls because they go the balls you, you, no, i think it would be those, more fun if they made us have to do the ex primals with four people i would love that well they'd, they'd first have to add well i mean yeah like i i i mean it's it's not a perfect thing uh but but that was my idea you know like if you're you, you need a fast forward button OK, you need a way for someone if, if the end goal at the end of your expansion is I 300, you need to have a way to be able to get there. If it's super low drop rate RNG out of something super challenging like Alex Savage, then on the other hand, it's got to be something insanely grind heavy. And we're not we're not talking like even on the, the level of relic. We're talking like uh, uh, like a whole different level super because it, relic. Yeah, like like if you know, if you think about it, uh, uh a less than 5% drop rate RNG out of Savage, that would be insane to try to get. People with those pieces of gear, it would be, like, seeing that would be insane. And you would get this insane lust. But uh, Yoshida has stated that they don't want to make something with that much power and only have it distributed through raiding. Well, then you have the other side of that where, you know, if you're going to make something that's accessible through raids, then you also make it accessible uh, through grind, okay? Okay. And we're not talking about like a grind that you can get through in, you know, a week if you poop socket. Yeah, no, we're talking like dynamous level grind shit. Like we're talking like go back to some insane 11 grind shit. It's exactly what I thought of when you first started talking about this was Relic Gear for 11. And not that I had the experience doing it, but the, the thought of that, it's right up that alley. But th- but that gives that. I mean, like think of think of how compelling working towards a relic is and you'd be working towards something that that is not just going to be relevant for two patches, but is going to be relevant all the way through the end of the expansion. I think that that's important. And to, to, to give people the incentive, the sense of investment in their character in or, or investment in their gear. I think that that's important, too.
too. So there's two ways that you can do that. You can reward the, uh, you know, you've got to rewar- reward a grind. It's either got to be a dedicated grind or it's got to be a luck-based thing. And something else that that brings back, I mean, obviously the, the, the idea of gear loss, sure, a lot of people like that, a lot of people don't like that. But something else that this game is missing that we only see at the beginning life cycle of a raid is when certain players or certain group of players are put on a global platform right when people are working towards that world first everyone is tuned into that everyone's waiting everyone is watching and then once you get it then that's it right now it just comes back to what am i doing what are my friends doing blah 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 but when you have things like this right if you had that five percent gear drop from final coil if you had this relic thing that someone had to literally fucking grind their asses off for months at a time yeah when you finally see that it's gonna pop up Everywhere, yeah. you know, a Nero on Sergeant Tan has finally got the blah 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 blah. You know, yes. wait, what the fuck? Isn't he a isn't he a Dark Knight that totally goes way better with Dragoon? What the fuck? Like, it would be everywhere, and it would put people back onto a global scale. It would get people talking about stuff in between these patches, even when there's nothing going on. You know, how's shit. Juxta See, doing now, with his progress? Yeah. Give, the, give give a world first give a world first reward for that shit. You know what I mean, dude? People that's jizz such all a over. Great it. idea, but the thing is, is that people in this game and the way that this free companies would abuse. They would not have it. Is the thing they'll be like, it's not accessible. I'm a casual. I'll never be able to get that. And no, we they will. No, we no, want that. That's, that's bullshit. It. That's if bullshit. it's available in a grind, yeah, that's right. They can get it because I fucking did it. That's right. That's a great point. It's it's just it's just hard because where, where's Diadem taking place in this? You know what I mean? Like if they wanted, if I felt like if they wanted to do something like that, it would that would have been the Diadem equivalent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just and it, it, st- it still could be. It's, though. Yeah, it's it's not that it's not that. It, I mean, they're still gonna go and adjust Diadem. You know, like it's or Diadem or whatever it is. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's it's still it's still a totally viable method of something like that. And you know, we could see more out of that. So, so you're potentially you're talking about gear that you can upgrade every single patch. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they couldn't do this with Heaven's Word. They'd have to start this in 4.0. Right. But but I, 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 I you know, like from a development standpoint, if you know where the eye level of your gear is going to be at the end of your expansion, then there's got to be a way to get there before the end of the expansion, because then that gear stays relevant for longer. Right. right. So are you saying that? Okay, but I mean, I what I'm thinking, I'm not sure if this is what you're saying or not, but that obviously there's a really, really, really long grind. Like, say we know that the end of Heaven's Word is going to be like I-300, right. right? So you're saying that there should be, like, right now, theoretically, in the game, a way to get a relic at 300 right now. There, and, yes. But what you're saying is that it's a really, 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 really long-ass grind yes. that take forever to get, but... What I also think would be cool is like, say like you look at the relic like it is now, like you need a bajillion little tiny pieces, but I think it would also be cool that if you are an end game raider, you can do the harder challenges to do it quicker. Like say you'll get two right. items if you beat Alex Savage or something. And that way people can have it quicker and have that gear lust quicker, but also hey, you, know, you can get it really, really, really long. On Square, the Square Enix has proved that with this, uh, with this new relic that they're really smart about, uh, you know, allowing multiple for multiple ways, ways to complete it. So yeah, I think that that's, that's totally conceivable. That's totally fair. Uh, I, you know, and, and it, 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 every every relic 
addition has been at, you know, like the grind has been thought of with like a, a period of time in mind that it should take an average player playing at an average rate about yay long to do. And then it comes out and people are done with it in three days. You know what I mean? So, so, so if that's the case, if you're putting in content that can be completed in three days, then let's draw this out way, way more and make the reward way, way powerful. And then people will be invested in it and make it come out a, a, a slot at a, t- you know, like a slot or two at a time so that people aren't overwhelmed with having to work on tons of different pieces Better at yet. once. Right. Right? Yeah. Started out as one slot, like let's say the legs. And then as you're upgrading it through the patches, they add on the feet. So now it's a piece right. of gear that exactly. takes up both things because then what oh, that, okay. what that hmm, also does that, that's is, an interesting concept. is depending on stats, you're going to have to make the choice. Do I want these two things because the feet that I have now at this item level happen to be better itemization and then as as you move Ooh. as as you start to move closer to 3.0 those options become smaller and smaller and you're you know well actually your options become bigger and bigger because the eye level is progressing yep. slowly that way so you know as as you're moving on in eye level and you're moving closer to 300 yeah some of those secondary uh stats that are on there may become less beneficial at i 300 and then there you've got a whole new set at the end game level that players can have had access to for a long time that is set completely separate from your tone gear completely separate from your raid set okay and and those are still completely viable and they exist in the in the way that they have always existed and you just pop this on top of it as a way to to add a fast forward button yeah yeah. that that's i think that is one of the most interesting ideas because that what that does and let's say potentially you could do something with like combining legs and feet and that would give you like an x bonus like if you spent x amount of time and then you said hey if i wanted to relic combine or something like that fuse you know whatever uh uh I wanted to alchemy these pieces together that could potentially give me like X increase that would be specific to like crit skill speed debt vitality strength like whatever I I decided you would see that like you would see people in Idleshire with one combination based off of the way that they wanted to do it as opposed to like the perfect like every dragoon that i see that's got an as3 clear and as4 clear has the exact same gear everywhere i look like that could actually add in some type of like a, a unique a unique combination of gear the way that you wanted to do it as opposed to everybody wearing the exact same gear and yes. saying hey all i need to do is exactly. this to get this because that that's that's what i think part of this game is missing like if i if you talk about uh, if you talk about Elder Scrolls, like you see people build their characters and build their gear based off of the way that they play it. And in Final Fantasy, it's all one thing, which is the BIS. BIS yeah, that's what I Set bonuses is something that Final Fantasy has never really touched never, on. Yeah. And has worked Outside extre- of Grand Company. Yeah, has ex- worked extremely well with other games. I mean, if you yes. talk about the tier sets from World of Warcraft, it was a huge, huge thing getting to that second enforced set bonus because in some cases it changed the way the job played and they were all things that were very specific to you as a job and Jux is going to go and be a dick now. What? In World of Warcraft, uh, back in uh, Burning Crusade, there was a problem, though, because the Druid Tier uh, 2 set bonus was so good that literally the second set of, um, uh, the second, like, tier of raiding, 
you wanted to keep that set bonus because it was so so strong. Well, that's something that comes down to just balance. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's just sort of that's just sort of like what the you have to. Yeah, beast. you gotta you gotta weigh those factors. Like that's that's I think a fair part of the meta. Yeah. Like that's where the meta comes in, right? So if if I, I and 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 I actually think that this you know I want I want to actually get back to this four gamer interview because I I, I think that it starts to get into uh you know the the abilities and stuff and i i've got some other ideas yeah. surrounding that but i think uh, you know i i we've got to see where this materia thing goes it, i yeah. i think that there's a whole lot of potential but behind mm-hmm. where materia is is headed and the direction that that's going to take i'm going to call it right now materia is just going to be a way to get your accuracy up to par and then it's just going to be more main stats i mean it's no! to, I, I don't to, know about that. to start no! out to start out maybe don't but there is that uh, there is always room for no, improvement. But- I, that's that's where I see it going because that's how it always ends. What up. I think is kind of cool though is that you can. What I'm hoping is that since they said you can't overmeld Tome and Raid Gear, but what you can do is say put accuracy on it while you're progressing, and then once you you know reach the accuracy in other ways, you can take the materia out and put different materia in, which is nice. Yeah, but that's that's all it is. It's just a way to get you up to the accuracy cap, and then you just gotta throw it all into whatever the best stat is for yeah, your class. I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's true, but I think it allows for a little bit more. Um, customization with gear while you're learning a fight and then being able to stack on other types of DPS and things once you've got I mean I okay, don't wait, know. Wait, hold, hold on what, what would you actually like, stack to like learn a fight like would you like put like more vitality on accuracy your gear? and vit I guess, but vit is a main stat strength. and you can't over yeah, yeah. yeah I mean like but the thing is, is you're never going to change Correct. strength um, so it's just going to be basically the same thing with tanks then than what we have yeah what he means is there's nothing nothing interesting to it us as a ninja yeah we get to the accuracy cap and then we load it with crit and determination yeah that's it but that's hopefully, that's eventually, at this point. <laughs> hopefully, eventually, they start going into realms where you can actually put cool stuff on it that maybe helps. No, oh my god! We, no, 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 come on, come on! Don't don't be that cynical. Okay, well, don't be if, that cynical. Don't be a decide, Nero. If they decide to do that, sure, great. But guess what? I have not seen anything to show them that they're going to break. Hang the mold. on. Oh, okay. did you read the interview? Because I think that there's some indications in the interview that. So, so that right, let's go back to the first. Well, they're, one. Yeah. they're they're pondering those things. Andy. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I think I think you're right. I think you're right, Joe. One, one thing I want to say, one thing, last thing I want to say is if they do, like if they potentially ever do, I just wanted to toss this in. If they potentially ever do that huge long grind for gear, I think the, the one thing that I would love to see is like the specific piece of content that they choose for you to grind. I'd hope that it was something along the lines of, I'd hope that they would make it like all of first coil so that it wasn't like go spam this primal that you can go cheese and not worry about mechanics but like go do a piece of content that was actually difficult no no no, so that but all these players that are going and doing this for endless hours could actually get involved with hey well what were these mechanics like i totally agree i potentially increase their ability as well totally agree i i think it would be uh i i think it would be dumb if uh if they didn't utilize Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Five unsynced. We were still doing it to help, you know, carry some people through. And even still, we wiped a couple times because people stacked twisters on top of each other and blew everybody up, or they didn't understand the dive bomb and they were knocking everybody into the wall. But it was fun, though. But it was. But it was. This was like two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure people just don't understand dive bomb and they just pretend to do what they do and then oh, people are running into this hole. Let's run into this hole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, people are running out. Let's run out now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But no, and then they fuck it up and knock everybody into the wall. Even unsynced. That's an 
instant so kills. So you just run over to the other side and wait over there. That's what I did. Yeah. No, it, I, it, case in point, Kylo. Thanks. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 that's why I, I had said, like, it should be attached to binding coil. Yeah, it should be yeah. attached to, you know, this old, the, yeah. the old content that is just going and sitting unused. That they're pretty much like, oh, well, you can, you can run it unsynced right now if you want to. There's really not much incentive to, to be doing it. And that I think if they attached some kind of content to it, that that would be really beneficial for them in the end. Yeah. Uh, reeling right, us so back into hold, the- hold on. Before we get into that, we have a caller on the line. We have Tobolito of Hyperion. All right. And he wants to discuss how Savage Mode shouldn't be easy. All right. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Limit Break Radio. Hey there. Hi. Can you guys hear Yo. me all right? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really disappointed when I heard uh, Yoshi P talking about bringing Savage down to... Um, to uh, like second coil or final coil difficulty and like before everyone jumps on me for saying something like that like I kind of want to explain like back when back when 2.0 was around I kept like you know in, in second and final coil I really really wanted to do savage or second coil savage or I wanted something harder right right but the thing is like now that I got it in 3.0, because I went into Savage, I think I got up to, I, I beat Savage uh, A3, and by the time I got to A4 Savage, I just didn't have it in me to even care to try at that point. I was just like, I was so, so um, just beat by uh, by A3 Savage. But um, one thing that I, I feel like would have made a huge difference that, that they did is they added Savage mode, which I think a lot of people kind of did want going into Heaven's Word. Right. But... They took out the middle core, the mid core, right here, right, which was a huge thing. They they went, they went. I mean, you can't say that Savage failed when you kind of took out the other part that you know made people want to do Savage. People were beating um, second coil and final coil. They were like, I guess in a way, tasting victory. You know, they were they were getting through the fights and they were still challenging, right? But they were getting through the fights and that made them want to shoot for something even higher. When you do normal Alexander, you don't feel any kind of victory. Let's be honest. It's just almost brain dead easy. So when you go into Savage and you just get beat and beat and beat over and over again, just like punish, it just seems punishing. Right. So there's, there's no strive. People start to burn out. Right. And there's this, there's this quote here from Yoshida that says, after the binding coil and second coil, we got a lot of feedback like it's too hard. And uh, we had a good chance uh, or we had a good idea of how we wanted to make final coil uh but then we got a lot of feedback like it was easy make it more make more challenging content and i think i i i think there the let me try it let me i think they misunderstood the meaning here and let me see i i because i think i think i understand it a little bit better okay the the complaint was that final coil was in like i said earlier in relation to second coil a step down it was easier than second coil overall not even second coil savage but just second coil overall turn you know the the all four turns of that fight right and then the second part yeah. of that criticism is we want more challenging content that is to say that there are only four relevant challenging fights to someone who is at the bleeding edge of endgame in this game at any one time that's the problem that's when that when, actually, when players are saying make more challenging content. I think it's the it's the it's the players who are at that bleeding edge of content that are 
at the point where they're challenging and beating Savage, and that's all there is to do. Those are all, there are only four fights, and then that's it. So, you know, think of how many things there are to do at the quote-unquote casual level. You've got any number of dungeons. You've got leveling. You've got fates. You've got... Lords of Verminion. Lords of Verminion. Crafting and gathering. All of the... Triple racing. Yeah, all of the PvE shit. Uh, uh, PvP. Crystal you, Tower. You've got uh, Crystal Tower, Void Arc. You've got all of these different things to do at the uh, you know at one level of play. But for those that really master that and uh, just fall asleep when they're doing that content and they want something that's more engaging and more challenging, all they have is four fights. So what you're saying is we want more challenging content means we want more amounts of it, not we want content that is even more challenging than what we're doing now. I think so. I think they um, misinterpreted the, also, the, 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 the criticism there. You had... A sh- Anira had linked us an article not that uh, we hadn't talked about in the show um, that there was one good idea about it that I really really like and it's the idea of having a an easy mode midcore and hardcore content oh. however you can enter all of them at the same eye level literally well, I mean, the easy mode yeah, it's, I think it will. I think what? it will because in that no. sense, it's challenging. No matter what, no matter it's all the same eye level. So you can go into the savage mode at the same eye level, and if you're bleeding edge, maybe can clear it. Whereas Neat. the same eye level, people can go into the easy mode and walk all over it, and then that way it provides more of a challenge. But you also have the three different people, tier levels. No, of, of people challenge. are still. You're gonna have the same problem that you have right now, which is yeah, the yeah. hardcore people are gonna still want to do the hardcore stuff, right. but everyone else is just gonna go through it once or twice to get their gear and their story and be like i'm done right same fucking problem except now they're doing three times the work because you have three levels of it dumb i'm really glad that you brought that up with the whole uh with the whole um you know having the 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 three mode they're not they're not being enough for the hardcore because i think you know yoshi p wave i can't i I don't have a source uh but i remember him saying you know um that you know every patch was going to be a casual patch and then a hardcore patch and then a casual patch and a hardcore patch and as like as the years have gone by, the casual patch is still you know front and center and and whatnot whatnot. But the hardcore patch, there's been a lot more casual bleeding into those patches, and it's just it's more and more. They're just kind of alienating the hardcore crowd, like uh, slowly but surely. But but the thing is like um and and I believe like Nika touched upon it before, where she was talking about how she wants variety. In, in like her rating environment and that, that's something that I kind of thought about a lot because I've been rating since you know World of Warcraft days but I like variety I like you know if I'm tired of seeing Alexander I would like to say hey let's go somewhere else like I remember running a, a Lost City of Amps 4 for the first time mm-hmm. and I just going through that that instance I was just like man this is a whole city I wish this was a raid like, this would be an awesome raid as is and 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 I I don't know um, I don't know how long it takes to like you know balance fights or whatnot. But but Square Enix has the content. They have a twenty four man every other patch that they can really you know take advantage of. And right now it's kind of wasted. It People is run it and and it's beautiful environment. A lot of development time goes into it. But ultimately it's kind of thrown aside even, because e- even people the- do it get bored of it. Even the rewards are pointless. The only uh, nobody is grinding. Exactly. Nobody is grinding Void Arc for that gear. We're not even they're, grinding it for glamour. No, they're the doing glamour. No, sucks. No, we're doing the glamour. Is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. But we're doing it once a week for uh, for the Makai. Uh, Farthing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. 
That's it. That, that's the only reason which, that which anyone's doing it at all. That bothers me too is that they released the twines and coats from other content like hunts and things way right. way earlier than they did for Coil. And I feel like that was the whole reason that my original group had like there has been no time before now that I hadn't cleared the entire endgame raid and already had highest eye level before they released the coats and twines. This time is the first time that's ever happened. And I mean, it, I mean, one is because it's difficult and two is because they released it way earlier in the patch cycle. And I'm not entirely sure their mentality behind that. Maybe it was to keep players because people were getting burned out. I don't know. But um, whatever it is, I kind of feel like it's really killed raid motivation regardless. No, I, I totally agree. Thank you very much for that call, Tobolito. Uh, we got to move on. We got to move back uh, into this, uh, this actually, article. So. And, and you know what? His The beginning of his point actually brings us back to where we are in the uh, in the article, too. Um, talking about how, how you know people think that T3 and T4 are too hard right now or too difficult because of perhaps it was uh, a misinterpretation that they overtuned it, right? So a lot of people be like, oh, no, now they're going to they're gonna tune down the next one. They're going to make it less difficult, make it too easy. They actually clarified what they meant by that, all right? They, they go on to say, rather than, than the term making it easier, what they're actually doing is just going through and they're gradually adjusting the DPS checks. Those specifically will be less severe than Alex T3 and T4, but I think the rest of the difficulty is going to maintain. So as far as how hard they hit, how much... Um, uh, uh, how the mechanic, you know, how unforgiving the mechanics are. I think you can still look at those being a gradual increase. They're just looking to turn down the DPS checks, which have you know been the that's the, been the, the main the biggest criticism yeah. anyway. So yeah. I think that that's a really good change and a really good compromise. Okay, all right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, what they had to say about uh, uh, about Alexander. Uh, and then uh, so the the conversation shifted now to uh, job adjustments. Uh, and uh, looking at uh, at the image of astrologians, apparently there's a big problem with astrologians right now. <laughs> they suck. Now, now, do they though? Eh, because you here's can my use thing. Them. Well, here, okay. you know, here, okay, no, okay, hold on. Astrologians <laughs> are really great for uh, topping world or topping like DPS charts. So you just give all of your good cards to the tank to the warrior and then they top the damage charts and then you beat the. Fight. Okay, this is what I think the problem with astrologian <laughs> probably is. Okay. Because a lot of people, you know, went from tanks to Dark Knight and they loved it, right? But yeah. you're essentially just doing the same thing. You're just tanking, right? So I think a lot of people went from White Mage and Scholar to Astrologian thinking same thing. Oh, I know how to heal, right? You just heal people. But it plays a lot differently because of the whole card and the whole buff system. You, you, don't, th- you don't think that's true? Well, no. pe- the people's biggest gripe, the actual gripe with Astrologian, when you talk about it from a rating standpoint, is the actual healing output that an astro can do compared to what a scholar and a white mage can do See? for the healing classes is, is like when you really really break it down so if you if you weigh the difference in the way the benefits of having a balance compared to actually being able to output more heals and heal your party See, I don't I don't know has a lot less I think it's le- it's a bit less healing less DPS but more enmity gain which I feel like is the total opposite. I feel like no, I, I feel like yeah. I feel like healing output isn't a good way to judge it because discipline priests had this exact same problem in World of Warcraft is they would look yeah. at the charts and they'd be like, oh, you're not putting out as many heals per second as the other healers. Well, of course I'm not. I'm about mitigation, right? I may not be able to put out as much healing as everyone else, but I'm also stopping more damage than they are. And it was a very, very, very difficult thing to be able to 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 parse out. It's 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 just that it's it's literally not it's not I don't think as it's uh, not as reliable. 
Yeah, it, it's, and it's not that it's not possible. There are definitely groups that are doing it, but I think as you're learning a fight and you're progressing, astrologians are just exactly. not ideal for And that. exactly. I think that comes back to what I was saying. So it's a, not a problem with the job. It's a problem with how we perceive the job. It's not fitting into the square peg that we're trying to push it into. It's its whole thing is to be able to I don't know, mitigate or buff or, or just help in other ways. And we're like, no, you're not healing as quickly as what the other two are. You're out. Hmm. The, the the absolute point is is that for progression for like the beginning cusp of content it would not be ideal for a raid team that's trying to do things over and over and over again to have to constantly battle with the lack of overall heals that astro can do whereas you could take a white mage scholar combination and survive a lot more through certain things as opposed to the astro like astro so is guys- very beneficial for the end game when you can say hey i know how to do this i'm now geared or over geared and now I can use balance and now I can add DPS because we already know the mechanics, but in progression, it is, it is not ideal. Is this a problem then for the job? Or again, is it a problem for us? Because this is essentially the same thing that, that Paladin was going through. You don't fit into the peg that we need. You don't do enough damage, even though you take less damage than other people. We don't want you. Is that something that then needs to change with the way that the fights are designed? Or do they just need to homogenize ast- Astrologian so it fits in more commonly with White Mage and Scholar? Because to me, that seems like a problem. I- one of the things that I love about this game is that every class is specific and every class is, you know, unique and different. And what I don't, what I don't like overall is I don't like, like, Hey, this is different from this. This is different from this. Let's all make everything the same so that everybody has the exact same thing. However, I, I really, really, really hate I, and this is strong, but I hate the fact that certain people that have skills in Paladin would have to change their class because they're not as sought after as Thank a Dark Knight or a, Wizard, <laughs> or a Scholar or a, a White Mage because the other classes have received certain specific increases in other areas that make that class irrelevant. Now, in regard to both of that, I would like to see more Paladin DPS. I would like to see somewhat of an AOE ability and AOE damage coming from a Paladin. See, but now and I wonder, the fact that they say they don't factor tank DPS in while they're deciding how high you have to be to clear, is are they ever even going to care to increase Paladin DPS if that's not what they focus on when making raids? It's, it's a fantastic question because yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely relevant to that, but it's not irrelevant to group selection. It's not irrelevant to statics. Right, composition. and I feel like by them saying that they don't think about tank DPS while they're they're creating raid difficulty is kind of completely ignoring a big issue when people are doing progression parties. But that also comes Just back to that also comes back to the steep DPS checks, right? If there wasn't this DPS check and let's say in order to get past this instead of just pumping out a bunch of DPS as fast as you can, if you just try to battle it out through attrition, then a paladin is going to be a better uh, right. paladin pick because was great they, in Thordan. Like, right, because I, they, they will survive longer. There exactly. were many DPS checks that they could, but they could still DPS during those DPS checks because they weren't tanking anything. And then I mean, but then it was still possible to do with that, I mean, it just, it worked. It, Paladin was good for Thornton. Right, I so it comes it, down to the way that the encounters are built. If you build right. the encounter in, in a way where skill is what the determining factor is and not your item level, then you open up a whole slew of avenues for people to try and get through things differently with different job combinations. And as, as players, as, as players who are working together as a team, it makes the entire thing just a lot more interesting. I, I think one of the toughest things is like, like, you have you have to understand you have to realize that for a hardcore rating small percentage they're going to be dpsing they're going to be healing dps there's going to be tank dps you know when you get that outcry from the community it's usually like the mid 
core and the casual core not being able to do stuff that the hardcore do. Like they say, hey, I want to raid like these people, but I don't want to work like these people. And that's when you get that outcry and saying, hey, guys, this needs to be changed. This needs to be changed. This needs to be easier. This needs to be easier. And that's that's one of the things in this community that I, I don't want to see. Honestly, I don't want I me personally. I don't want to see a, a low level, a medium level and a hardcore yeah, raid. Because that worked out I, great for World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's It just doesn't make sense. Like a raider. We'll go, we'll work, we'll not complain, we'll grind, we'll clear content. The medium core will find out, be, you know, hopefully find a group, maybe put the time in, complain. The, the, the casual core will say, man, I can't do this. Please make this easier. You know, I can't do this at all. Break the game, you know, or I'm not going to play anymore. And that's where you see a lot of the, comp, the, the complaints and things like that. And that's when things get changed. I don't, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this game turn into like, you know, a, uh, always complaining 2016 you know what i mean like it's it's not about how how many people which is the larger majority of people that raid um or people that played the game the larger majority can say hey we've got all these complaints i can't do the content i can't do this please give me something easier please 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 please, please. and then we have the reaction from the developers that say there's such a large percentage of people saying this we have to change it and then you see things like a3 and a4 where it is harder and it is it is more difficult but is that really the answer that we, is that really the right answer? It might be the answer to that specific outcry, but it's not the right answer for the overall game. Well, and this is, this, this is what we've been, you know, we've been pushing against this since uh, the get good episode. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, this, it, 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 I don't think that the story mode was necessary. And if you were going to add that, then, then there probably should have been a middle tier. Um, it, you know, or they should have just released the the hard one first and left that one out for like a month. But it does. It, it does. I don't have, think that would even help anyway. Because like way back before even Heaven's Word launched, I like expressed some interest in maybe doing Savage mode. And then after the normal mode came out, I was like, oh well, there's not any point because I've quote seen the fights unquote. Like I've went through the dungeon, I've gotten all the story, I've been there. So I don't really have any motivation to go back there. So I think, among other things, the fact that we have story mode killed a whole lot of people from I being agree. potential raiders. I you totally don't think Myself included. You don't think that if the hard one would have came out first that you would have tried it? I would have fucking wait. I would have fucking waited. I'm like, I don't give well, a shit. I can just wait for story mode. Well, now, with, now, well, with well, diadem and relic. Then what's the point of go, going for gear? That's true. Yeah, but, I mean, but but you say that now. But had they done that at the time? At the time, right out of the gate, from the word go, right? Like if they did that now, of course you would wait. Right. Of course you would wait because you don't give a shit about the story. You're not invested in it, right? But if, if they didn't tell us we were going to get story mode, yes. maybe I would. Okay, I right. still think you would have because it would have been like, all right, all right here I we go, we're would've. doing. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because of the position we're in. But it's like, all right, you know, Alexander hard mode's out. You know, this is the first new rating. Let's try it blind. Like you wouldn't. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it. even if we knew it was coming in like the point five patch, that's still a month and a half of only having the savage content. Yeah. That I think people right. would have tried at least tried it I, before I, we even knew how ball bustingly hard AS three was. Absolutely. Uh, coming back to the job stuff, um, they actually do mention that on the topic of astrologer, there is a con- astrologer, 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 whatever, astromages, <laughs> astrologin. There is still a considerable astro-logan. skill difference between players because most players have not yet. Become accustomed to the job. It says that they are most formidable when partnered 
with a white mage or a scholars. Uh, plans are to make gradual adjustments over time to the astrologians so as not to upset the balance of the game with large, hasty changes. Uh, Jux was complaining about this the other day when he was playing. <laughs> there are no plans to change the class so that Shuffle cannot draw the same card twice. Didn't or, you get the same card four times, times in a row? Actually, six times. Or oh six my times. god. It says that potency has god been damn. made with this possibility in mind. So should they make this change, then they would also have to change the length and strengths of the buffs. By the way, okay. if you if you want to chime in on this conversation, uh, you can, of course, give us a call here at Limit Break Radio. Send us a Skype message at Limit Break Radio or 810-515-8715. Here's my issue with Astrologia and the cards. Back in 11, you felt when there was a Bard or a Corsair in the party. Yeah, you did. Yep. I don't feel cards when I'm a DPS or a tank. That is true. I'm going to give you that. And I yeah, and I don't honestly. I've think never noticed DPS and parses increases that much either. What no. what about what about who who was it that said they like to give the, uh, the 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 haste buff to ninjas so that that way they're out of TP all the time? I feel like you noticed that. <laughs> but but no, you're 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 absolutely true about that. Um, yeah. And I had another point, but I lost it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think so, if you want to like change Astrologian to be like a lower throughput healer, then you gotta make the cards noticeable. Like you gotta, I, yeah. you gotta be like, oh, look at this fucking crit okay, I did on Dragoon. I did three k with reeling sh- uh, dick slap or whatever. <laughs> reeling dick yeah, slap. Yeah, you don't have to make you don't have to make the effects last that long. But I mean, you know what I mean. Make it be like, oh shit, I gotta pump all my cooldowns. Fuck yeah, I gotta fucking blow my load. Yeah, let me exactly make it make it make it worth macroing. Make it worth macroing for the astrologer, much like much like a yeah. warrior will macro. <laughs> don't, are you guys getting astrologer? Don't even say it. Will 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 macro will macro the uh, the. Don't. The the pacification. God damn it! <laughs> uh, you know because it, it, that is important. You don't you don't want your warrior down for five seconds when Shut they can up. when they can pump out that kind of DPS. Nika, am I wrong? Yeah, it's after the yeah, she's no, the, yeah. I mean, you're right. The the buff is gone, so you're worthless. So it doesn't right. even matter. Right, right. All right. Well, I, I we, got, we got a, we got a caller who wants to chime in on this. We got Magnus Ragnarar of Swagatonis. What's up, Marcus? How's it going? Eh, going pretty good. I actually wanted to get straight to the topic because I've been having it in my head for like since last week. <clears throat> All right, we'll get to it. Hurry up. Wait. All right, sorry. Gotta catch my breath. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> you can breathe. Because I know this came up in the four gamer interview. It was something about um like job balancing or adding new jobs. I forget exactly because I hadn't haven't read the interview in a while, but um, it made me think of something I saw on Reddit once when you know one of the fifty bajillion ad red mage threads came up. Of course, because that is one of the most popular threads ever. Yeah, because I saw them like immediately. What does, the, what does the community think of when they want new jobs? Red Mage, Blue Mage, Samurai. Those three are like the top ones I know of. Of course. Yeah, not yeah. even the last one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I've seen stuff about Blue Mage, but um, it, it, the, the point of this thread was they got to something about the job's function and the job's fantasy. Okay. Which is... Okay. Do you, Whereas when you play the job, does it feel like that job? Like when you play a dark knight, do you feel like, you know, a dark knight or a black mage? Do you feel like a black mage? And or does the way the class plays. Yeah, yeah I, or I, actually, uh, I found the part that he's talking about. Uh, Yoshida's talking about how there are there are two types of people. There are those who play their favorite jobs or there are those who just play whatever job is most efficient. Juxta. Uh, Yoshida said, we're working on get of getting rid of these differences, but I wonder if it would be better to add a new job to make people happy. And I think that he might have just been joking around at that point because they have said that after the amount of work that went into Ninja as a as a mid-expansion release that, that they weren't going to do that again. But uh, but who knows? Uh, continue, though, Marcus. Yeah, but um, 
Because, like, a good example of the fantasy versus function, it even goes, extends to the job in the broader Final Fantasy spectrum. Because the example they used for a difference from how it was before to how it is now was Black Mage. Black Mage used to be the elemental weakness mage. You know, find the fire weak monster and just blow their face off with fire. In 14, they still, you know, explode things with fire, but there's no weaknesses to exploit. They just put out big numbers. Right. And you still feel like a Black Mage because you're still exploding the fuck out of whatever you're fighting with magic. Right. That's what the Black Mage fantasy is. Right. And then there's Paladin, which is, you know, the warrior who has some manner of, you know, white magic, supplementary magic like clemency, and just doesn't die. They just sit there and tank everything and laugh. And then you have problems where it goes wrong, like, you know, the whole bow wizard problem with Bard right now. And I think this is what... And I think this is where people were disappointed with Machinist too, because I see a lot of people saying that, you know, no one really likes to play Bard or Machinist anymore. It's because with Bard, the fantasy no longer, the function of fantasy no longer mesh. Yeah, you know, well, it was always, there was always a bit of dissonance, I think, with Bard just because it came out of Ranger. And I don't think it's anyone who has an attachment to Ranger, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what uh, Archer. Archer. Uh, but anyone who has an attachment to Ranger as a classic job from the Final Fantasy series has no, I think, little to no attachment to Bard. And when they get there, it's it just, it's a very, it, it felt very sh- and the problem with bard though is that nothing about bard feels like a bard besides the fact that you're quote singing songs i mean if it was any kind of buff like i don't know like maybe aspect tracking or something like right and instead of you're singing now you're like putting like uh how i don't even fucking know like putting some kind of hunter's mark on the boss or something right then that and then just call it ranger people wouldn't even blink an eye no, but I, I mean, I think that that is, I mean, we've talked about that before, you know, feeling a personal connection to your job and uh, especially with Summoner, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 right away, right away, uh, the chat lit up with, you know, Summoner does not feel like a Summoner. Summoner feels like a, an evoker. You know what I mean? Like it's it, 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 it is an important part of the jobs that we decide to play. And so, uh, you know, you're not wrong, Marcus. I, I, I it, it's it's. It, it is it is definitely important but was there something specific about uh, about them bringing up a new job that you wanted to get at here well yeah it's just the because you always see the threads right now how would they add this how would they add this and like right. i just thought that that one thread in particular with the you know the fantasy and the function being important things was a good way to think of it because like if you boil down like red mage or blue mage like what are, what are they at like the basis level sure to you sure to uh, me, it's like for Red Mage, it's the, you know, semi-supportive melee caster. For Blue Mage, it's a mage who takes, who potentially in melee, takes strength from what they fight. Mm-hmm. Which I think could make like a neat sort of like a, a magic, a disciple of magic tank. Sure. Well, I mean, and, and we don't, and we don't, you know, not, uh, like a, like eleven, we don't have to uh, stay stuck to an elemental wheel. Uh, you know, the 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 spells. It basically, most of the jobs operate pretty much the same. This is a hot bar MMO. All the uh, any any job is going to operate off of the same principles, and it's got to fall into one of the one of the the Trinity categories. And so, you know, yeah, if if Red Mage gets added, it'll probably end up being a healer that can also buff. 
but it, you know they, yeah, woo, woo, yay, the, well but they tried mage. but they tried no but they mm. tried that with astrologian and look at the results that we got we got a lot of we got a lot of buffs that don't really feel like good no with, with all with all so the, excited about worthless garbage you want this too with all the uh, changes that they've been that they've been making from you know the, the the usual final fantasy lore into ff14 like like for example uh uh dark knight is a tank that worked out fucking fantastically right sure has dark knight ever fucking tanked before final fantasy 4 so it's been a fucking while, right? So yeah. I think with as much as people have been clamoring over the years for a fucking red mage that can actually DPS, I think if we do see red mage, it's going to be more along the lines of a machinist and be a DPS oh. that can also buff. I don't know, man. I, I it's, Red mage is not going to be a DPS. It's going to be a healer. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I don't think anybody I, can say definitively what it's going to be. Well, we don't know definitively what it's going to be, but I think that we can. We have a pretty good idea that that's what we're looking at right yeah, now. Like, I, I think there are a few things that you can say for certain. So, like Joe says, there is nothing you can say for absolute certain. Right? When Red Mage comes out, it's probably going to be surprising what it is. Uh, Samurai's obviously in the garbage can, and we're never going to see it. I not I true. Think, they hinted at it. Shut I the think that those out. are just Get too out. definite. Get out. <laughs> I, no. Stop. The, reason, the reason why Yoshi P talks about this stuff is because it's coming. Like that's the yeah. Yoshi P understands he's a very intelligent individual. Everything that he says is going to be dissected. He knows, he knows, yeah, he knows how to drop breadcrumbs. Absolutely, he does. And 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 with how many breadcrumbs he's dropped in the, I I I am almost guaranteeing you that Red Mage is 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 in the it's, it's, in the healing works. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the canon. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Thank you, Red Marcus Mage and Samurai. Thank you, Marcus, for that call. We really appreciate it. Let me ask you guys something. What uh, and and. and in terms of healers, because obviously I've never done any of the healer stuff, right? Yeah. How different, and Jux, I think you're going to be able to maybe provide the most insight about this, but how different are the healers to each other? When you look at something like World of Warcraft, when you take into consideration a Resto Druid, a Disciple Priest, or sorry, a Disciplined Priest, or a Holy Priest, those three healing styles are so distinctively different in the way that they fucking operate, right? They are pretty very very homogenized compared to world of warcraft uh, healers right so like that's my thing when, when, when we're talking about the change that the astrologer needs i don't think i don't think it's just astrologer. i think especially when they read it when they when they released heaven's ward that they had a chance here to really fucking diversify all of their healing classes and instead when they bring out just the one the other two pretty much stay the same and they become even more homogenized yeah it feels like astrology yeah, does well, no, I mean I can say that with no context of World of Warcraft healing I can say that when I switch from playing Scholar to White Mage it feels like a totally different job yes, to me correct yeah. okay I'm just saying in comparison between the two games Final Fantasy XIV's healing classes are very similar. Yeah, last, but, last but I knew they, it, do, they do play very differently okay. I, I cannot play Scholar Nearly as well as I can play. Um, yeah, and I'm the other way mage. around. Like for a long time, I was like, "Oh, well, white mage is more like Eleven's healing, where you just kind of heal when they get hurt." But now I like Scholar a lot more because it's a lot more about mitigation. And now when I was leveling white mage, because I, I did that one last recently, and I'm like, "Wow, this is really, really hard because they get hit a lot harder because I have less mitigation." So for me, I had to kind of rework my whole mentality of what healing was. So, so I don't know anything about astrologian, but so you're you're, you're better on Scholar, Nika. Yeah. Oh god, I hate to see your white mage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I let you die on purpose and you aggro things. 
So uh, moving moving along in this uh, four gamer article, uh, there was uh, there was talk about uh, raid matching beyond data centers, uh, mostly to to help address and alleviate this problem of people having feeling like they need to move uh, transfer servers in to be able to, to yeah in order to raid. Um, the whole interview. Yeah, and uh, and and so they're you know they're talking about uh, uh, you know putting up a cross server raid finder. Uh, it's nothing they're working on yet. He said he's still thinking about the specifications in right. his head. So expect it in 4.5. <laughs> but it is something that he wants to address. Because, yeah, the idea that you have to just pack up and move. like Especially considering what the cost uh, cost opportunity is to moving. You have to give yeah. up your free company and your room and potentially your house. And money too. I mean, you know, and like and money. yeah, well, yeah, because you know, if you if you have a lot of money, you have to figure out how to invest that so that you can yeah. sell items to get some of that back uh, when you uh, when you land on your new server. So yeah, there. I mean, it, you're you're not wrong, and I think anyone who's at that level of play probably has a pretty good stack of gill on them. Uh, you know, it, it just it's it, those are things that you got to kind of take into account, and uh, yeah, that that shit's kind of crazy. So it seems like a better way to do that would be uh, cross-server raid finders. Uh, and uh, I, I I like this idea. Joe, you said that this was the most interesting thing out of this interview. Why do you like this idea? I love this so much. And I, I don't know about the time of when it's going to come out. I've heard lots of different things and speculation about when it's coming out. But this is such a beautiful thing, not just for like the actual content and be having more players accessible to content, but also being able to play with friends. Like I can now raid with Zeno. I can raid with you guys. I can raid right. with anybody else on. Yeah, I'm not sure, not sure why I'm, you I'm would. Sure. You don't want to raid. With yeah. You don't want to raid with us. Believe it'd, it'd, be, it'd be entertaining. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> he's not. Wrong. That's about the only thing. Uh, it I want to address something in the chat really quick. Freyari <laughs> says it's not a server thing. Low clear rates are an NA thing. We're not talking about clear rates. We're talking about people who can't even get a group group together yes, right because people on their server just don't do it or the people who do do it you don't have the right group composition <laughs> you said do 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 the reason why this is such an awesome thing is because it, it starts to blur the lines between like the elite servers and the servers with low population you could still be on a fam frit you could still be on a uh, diablos you could still be on like an excalibur type server and still get the clears and play the content that you want without having to spend money without having to be subject to x population to do so uh it's an awesome thing so it's not there aren't going to be as there isn't going to be as much uh competition where you would see on a small server a 10 to 15 to 20 percent or 10 to 15 to 20 time increase in the cost of raid items uh to do be able to do those things because it's so small, there's more gill selling. Whereas you go to a Gilgamesh, you go to a Baomong, uh, you go to like the large, larger servers with much more competition. Everything is less expensive because there's more people there. You could still do it from your home server and everything would become a lot more accessible to a, a larger portion of people. Um, Joe, since the last time that you were on, we now pronounce it Balmades. Oh, yeah, Balmades. yeah, yeah. I, that I, is... to that. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the insight. No problem. Aids. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. 
I, I thank you, thank you. Uh, I love I love how the chat lit up with a whole bunch of doo doos after that. <laughs> nice job. Uh, nice so, job. Someone saying too that uh, uh, who is it? Erica Tarka Twelve. They won't do cross server raid finders because it's expensive to develop and support. They'll just fix the problem by nerfing raid content. Okay, then why would they talk about it if it's not no, something they, they plan it. on doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, he's pretty much said we want to do it. Just figuring out specifications least, in my head. At least they should find like if you have a friend on another server, you should be able to add them as a friend and connect with them. Not necessarily a raid finder, like a duty finder type of deal, where you can or like a party finder that's cross raid. But like if you know someone, you should be able to friend with them and like and, queue up and with them. Honestly, that's, there's right. no that reason why like, that doesn't exist. That seems like exactly. such a staple in modern MMOs now. You're absolutely why does right. That, <laughs> yeah. Why does that well, not well, exist? You know, like dude, we have MMOs like Elder Scrolls Online that have foregone the server shard method of organizing their game, and it seems like you don't need you you, you don't need uh, you know to to, to segregate uh, you know um, uh, players by server. Clearly, you know they've got a organized by data center and i mean i understand that there's some data you know configurations that that uh you know probably have to be taken into account and uh you know you might have to dedicate a few machines for it but this is definitely something that should be done i i think if i think if they did it it would increase the interest in the community uh uh for rating uh, uh, across the board now, i think it would in, in increase the interest in the game in general because now you right. get to reach out and you get to play with so many more people you know you're on one server and yeah you make your friends there but let's say you're also into community stuff too whether it's a podcast being on twitch well, or even hell, the, facebook stuff you make friends that way but there's no way to connect to them within the game hell the exactly. load the lodestone would actually serve a, a, a greater right? function than it does now yeah so uh yeah it does seem like this this should be something that needs to be added Especially sooner rather than later coming up i feel like this yeah. would be the perfect time to add Absolutely. something like this and that's Absolutely. that's i've also heard speculation that this is coming out a lot sooner than we think so i'm not yeah. going to say anything but like the, the, this is like I, the reason why I say this is the most important part of this entire interview is because this is like hands down the most effective thing that they've actually said to address a problem in a game out of all of the specific things like this is a, the most broad reaching yeah. point when it comes to the essential reason why we all play video games I believe I play video games to have fun I play a large MMO to have fun with friends and this makes it easier to have fun with my friends a Nero plays yeah. video games to hate himself that's right and to, ah. hate, and to hate other people. Come uh, on now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so let's. Uh, uh, there's also uh, uh, some uh, some discussion about the uh, return of hearts, hearts and farts. We get we get what what I take at least as a pretty clear indicator that he's not coming back. Um, they 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 ask him right about all this this clamoring for you know more harsh and fart more harsh and fart and uh, Yoshida says I think his destiny is fulfilled so I don't think he will suddenly be returning. But if he well, if he on. was going to if he was going to Yoshi P would <laughs> say on, it right now, here. But, but hold on because the interviewer presses him a little bit harder for it too and he finally says if he were to reappear it might be in flashback cutscenes. I think that the way that no. he says it, no no you're right if he's gonna reappear you're right he wouldn't say it he wouldn't hint to it no. but I think he would address it in a different way. I right? don't know. The it, fact it, that he says primal. Come on, his <laughs> destiny is fulfilled. It wasn't just, no, you know, he's not coming back. He's done. His destiny was fulfilled. I think that that is a pretty clear indicator. I don't know. That they don't want to do much more with it. I still like the idea of him becoming Ixion yes. and we have to fight him. Well, a yes. lot of people like that idea. Sure. Hold um, on. And we're, also, we're past primals at this point. We're fighting Akons now, okay? 
No, we're fighting the warring triad. Yeah, the warring triad. Wait, wait, we wait, don't know which are which are which I thought we, we are, are icons. Well, yeah. that, we that's what we the, that's what that's hey, what hey. the uh, the, uh, the well. The, remember, Ethis Ethis gave us that new uh, that new bit of info that none of us really you know kind of looked at before because we were always trying to decide what are icons, what are primals, blah 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 blah. And maybe primals are icons that were killed then returned, and icons are ones that haven't died yet. Right. Yeah, I know that that we had right. tossed that theory around, but we all we really know is that uh, icons. Icon is the name that uh, that that the uh, elegans used for primals. Right. We don't really know if there's a difference between them That's yet. True. That's and, true. And uh, hopefully, uh-huh. uh, you know, if if not, the story will be able to clear some of that. Maybe right. Koji Fox will be able to clear that. Now, up. Uh, this next piece is something that. I don't know, maybe what's surprising, I guess I guess if you really think about it, it shouldn't be, because we know already that, that they're thinking about the storyline in the 4.X series, but they said that Harshafont's fate was known as early as 2.2 and 2.3, and uh, when uh, when when writing this content, they didn't want him to be necessarily, like, like noteworthy, you know, like something you really remember, but, you know, they want him to just sort of be on your mind mm. going through the 2.X series, and then apparently also the people in charge of writing the Dark Knight quests are very popular. <laughs> <laughs> Great side note. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Also they, they also they also wrote the uh the the rogue side quests as well. So. Ah. But not the also, ninja. Uh, the guy, the guy who wrote the ninja, uh, yeah, the guy who wrote was way better. They, than the ninja they were uh, also the Hildebrand folks, so that explains so, so it, everything about you. <laughs> so they got fired. Oh God. Uh, I think uh, uh, Harshafont's a lot closer to being a Magus sister than Ixion. I'm just saying. A Magus, a Magus? sister. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Do you guys? Do you guys think we'll ever see the Magus sisters? I think we will. I think. I think so. it's I would love we will. to. Oh I think it's. I want Yojimbo. We uh, maybe. Yeah. I can see Yojimbo. I can see Yojimbo. Definitely. Only if we get his dog as a mount. See, I actually think that a I, mount. I, yeah. No, maybe, no, no. I, I don't know. Like, I think that there's some possibility if we're gonna add samurai that Yojimbo becomes a character, not like a primal, but actually maybe. Oh, but becomes. kind of like a. Yeah. yeah. As a trainer? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 wouldn't want to be like wasted. I wouldn't want to be wasted as a trainer. He should play a main role in the story similar to what Astinian did. Mm. Mm. But Astinian was actually the Dragoon character in the original. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going back in time right now doing those quests. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want a Yojimbo cameo? Uh, yeah, I, if, I think that he could be some kind of godlike figure that we we somehow reach out to. Or it's, it's either to or, it's either got to be that or it's got to be attached to uh, attached to uh, Hildebrand, and there's got to be some rivalry between uh, Gilgamesh. Yojimbo and Gilgamesh. Greg. Gilgamesh. Yeah, yeah. So that's something else I could see. Did yeah, Yojimbo it. have an Enkidu as well, or was that another? No, he had the dog. No, Daguro. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> versus the dog. Okay, now this is the part of the interview that I actually yes. found was uh, the most interesting. Part of it, parts of it, worried me. Depending on how you interpret it, we'll see. This is, okay. this is exciting. I this think that I think it is. Part. I think it is. So uh, customizing characters beyond appearance, uh, it, they they don't expect uh, that uh, we'll be able to make multiple branches for the job system anytime soon. So nothing like World of Warcraft's talent system. Right, right. Which I think is probably pretty okay. Yeah. I think something like that. You know, the the thing that uh, Yoshi P brought up in this interview is that you know when you have a binary system like that, basically the community decides well between A and B. Well, A is definitely better for now, and everyone goes you know piles on A, and then later on in development it turns out that B is a better. You know what I mean? So like they don't want to end up having to have that kind of consideration. Uh, pigeonholing 
they're you know like they're they're wanting to do uh, you know design fights in the future uh, because you would you would then have to like they were saying you know with with astrologian in some cases you would have to design a fight specifically to have an astrologian there so instead of doing that uh, it seems like they've they've got some other ideas there uh, balancing the game would would become way more difficult but uh, some people would only play their favorite jobs or play whatever job uh, is most efficient or 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 only unlock the skill tree uh, in which that skill is uh, the most efficient at that time uh, so Yoshida said we're working on getting rid of those differences but I wonder if it would be better to add a new job or uh, to, to make people happy uh, would adding more individualization uh, play any uh, role in this game but what I think is really interesting here is that he's saying definitively that look we're not going to be looking at an ability tree system to be able to allow people to customize characters moving forward but he does recognize the importance of being able to customize your character which makes me think well okay what's a way that you can in the short term customize your character well, through materia, because you can take materia back off, or you can change your gear to put, you know, to put different stat allocations on it. I think that if we get stat adjusting materia or or something that adjusts a bit, I'm, I'm sorry, ability adjusting materia, like we've suggested in the past, that that is actually a better way to augment somebody's skills on a not permanent basis, but uh, on on a short term basis. And I don't. Well, honestly, where I think they went wrong is attribute points. Honestly, they had so much potential to say, oh, well, every job needs like a little bit of strength for, you know, DPS and a little bit of dex for accuracy and a little bit of it for HP to kind of like make you decide what's best rather than, nope, all dragoons put everything into strength every yeah, okay, time. Okay, yeah, but like, yeah. They, they could have they could have made that a little bit more. Attribute points are such a bullshit thing anyway. I mean, no matter what you did with them, people were still always going to put them into what their primary stat was. And okay, fine. You could limit them. But they can only put so many into here. Well, okay, now I want more HP. I don't think there should have been a primary stat. I think every DPS should need strength and dex and vit. And that way you would change your attribute points based on what you had on your gear. Yeah, like if, if you if you went, if you didn't put any vit on your shit, like if you didn't put any vit on your character, you'd literally be a paper cannon. People, right, you, what it would, you could decide it would, if you wanted some vit materia or if you'd rather put vit into your attribute points and put different material. It, like, that doesn't matter. It's still just it's still just a, 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 a facade like at that point it's not like it's it's anything meaningful somebody would still figure out what the minimum and maximum into each stat would be and that's what you would put them into right. a it, Nero no a Nero is right yeah, yes. a Nero is right what, what? you need wait, 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 to wait, wait, wait. do hang on hang on hang on Back that up. What did you just say? I am correct because I'm the uh, one that came up with this this idea, and yeah. Nero is right in supporting me. You should have just <laughs> taken it, man. You should have just taken it. No, right. no, the it's, on, it's us, canon. It's the on the show. <laughs> the two of us are correct. What they need to do is they need to start putting in materia that adjusts some part of your jobs. So you can customize yourself that way, and because when you take materia off gear, it becomes invalid. Yes. This is how you make all previous content stay relevant is when you take it off you have to go back and get it again and 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 uh, dude i mean that's gonna that's gonna like i don't think you can do that all at one time you've got to be very smart in the way that you do that uh you know like 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 adding adding uh materia that augments an ability that is not that great and then later on we get more materia that sort of moves more in that direction but yeah no i i agree if you know you 
take the materia off, you want to change, you lose that materia, yep. and that creates a, an economic environment it for does. it as well. Even if, but you don't even necessarily have to sell it because Juxta, me and you are already doing it with Record Keeper, right? They introduce materials in that, and even the ones that you don't want that you'll never use, guess what? You still farm them, don't you? Yeah, I guess. All right, but my question is, can like the materia system actually alter your attributes, or not attributes, but alter your abilities by like reducing the cooldown or increasing potency? Can why not? Yeah, well, why no, not? I'm saying like from from a system from a system standpoint, like can that system handle that? Why wouldn't it be? Why able would? To? Yeah. Why can't we queue up and duty finder with the chocobo? Why can't they fix that? Why haven't they fixed it? Because, well, because, it, because it's no, no, no. hard coded. No, no, no. Well, no. That's that's different because you're actually in a... The problem with queuing up with a chocobo out is that it puts you in a party with that chocobo. I know, but... That's I'm, the problem. I'm saying, why haven't they just made the chocobo... Uh, like a fairy or something? Or like a minion. Like because a, then you a can minion. have eight people and eight chocobos. They didn't want that. I'm saying... There's reasons that actually why that's no 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 Nika Nika brings up a very valid point that you don't want an eight party an eight person party and all eight par people uh, with the ability to have a chocobo out even even if there is that's some, why it fills up a party spot even if there even if there is yeah. some even if there is some weird reason why they can't do that that's coded in the way that materia is then they just throw out the materia system and they just remake it from the ground up or whatever I think that eventually they do want to make it so you could probably queue with chocobos in your Party, they said but, that they, they plan on adding it when they but, can. But it's all about priority, and something like that isn't as high as some of the other stuff is. It's the same reason why, you know, in patch almost two point or 3.2, we still don't have another fucking rank on our chocobos. So, I mean... I still don't have the well, grand company ranks that max out on 1.0? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. It's just about priority. I don't, I, don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but I, I read this specific part of the interview like really, really closely. And I I don't know if, I, if I'm making this up or if I, like, I'm just like fabricating this out of what I wanted it to be. But we'll let the you way know. That I, yeah, the way that I read this part was they were talking specifically about like if I as a Dragoon could bring in moves from a monk or bring in moves from abilities from another class to combine with my current class, customizing that character beyond its appearance, where they where they specifically say in that regard, some people would only play their favorite jobs or play whatever job is most efficient. Like I might be able to take Dragon Kick from a monk and add Dragon Kick into my ability, whereas we could completely replace a monk and then play with a, a dragoon and a ninja, or I could like maybe take some ranged moves from a bar man that is starting to flirt no. so hard with the idea of a sub job right yeah, I, that, not, that's, they, that's they had mentioned that's, hybrid jobs a long time ago they and they have. totally Correct. like and never went with it's it. not something that i have considered joe i have to give you that i i feel, that's I feel why when he says like he says we don't expect to be making multiple branches for jobs anytime soon it's like hey guys this is not something that we can easily do right now for this current X of the game, but he also says it's not anytime soon. He doesn't completely say it's not going to happen, you or that it's I mean? not possible at least. Correct, correct. That's what I. That's why. That's what I read into in this. You know what I mean? Um, I, I. That, that, I don't know if, I, if I'm just thinking that or relating that back to the last interview where that took place, Nico, but that's where that's what I thought he was talking about when they were talking about this point in the actual interview. I think you know? I think you have some solid stuff there and other stuff you yeah, I, I can't quite see because I think when he talks about people who play their their favorite job yeah. or play whatever's most efficient, I think that that's talking to two different types of people, right? right. I don't need another job. Ninja's all I want to play because it's the most fun. I right? was, uh, dude, same same uh, with yeah, Dark Knight guilty, View. That's guilty. all you want to do, guilty, right? Yeah. And then you have people 
people like like Nika, who's basically, you know, sure, there's jobs that she likes to play that she has as her favorite ones, but she has so many jobs at 60 that she's going to bring whatever her, her, her raid group needs, right? Whatever yeah, is going to be yeah. the most efficient in this case. And sometimes that I think, you know, the people who just play their favorite jobs, they get left out sometimes. And so when he says we're working on getting rid of those differences, I think what he means is, you know, they're trying to get to a point where there isn't just one job that fits into a hole and, you know, any DPS will work, any healer will work, any tank will work. And you know what? You're right, too, about the second point. Don't uh, we don't expect to be making multiple branches for jobs anytime soon because balancing game would be much more difficult. I kind of just took that as a boom. We don't want to do that. But you're right. When he says anytime soon, that just it's not like a, a foregone conclusion that it right. will never happen. Yeah. But. I also don't think the idea of being able to take whatever we want from other classes and put on ours will happen because you run into the same exact problem, which is balancing the game, because then you have to take into consideration every single possible job yeah. combination and move combination, and there's just some stuff that you can't possibly foresee. Right. All right. Uh, let's let's move it along here. Uh, Hall of the Novice. Oh, bo- oh, my God. When I read this, I was getting so <laughs> fucking triggered. Guys, as I was reading this and, like, making these notes, oh, my God, I was getting so fucking angry. Like, every fucking point, <laughs> I'm like, it's Guildhest. It's fucking Guildhest. That's what you're making. You're making Heavensward motherfucking Guildhests for, for level 60 people, except you're not queuing up for it and getting fucking rewards and working together with people they're putting you in a fucking bubble so when people see you <sighs> fail at this basic fucking bullshit they can't laugh at you it's oh my god it's so stupid yeah it's stupid so oh, you gotta back off now uh yeah hall, hall of the novice guys listen to this the scarecrow dummies are instant Instanced striking dummies so people can't make fun of you when you fail. Yeah, pretty much. And it doesn't, doesn't, no, Nika, it doesn't show a DPS number. It doesn't show a purser number. All it goes is here's a rank one dummy. Do your rotation. Oh, you beat it. Here's one that's a little bit harder. Oh, you beat it. Here's another one that's, oh, you didn't beat that one. Well, it's a good thing no one's in here to fucking laugh at your stupid ass. Okay, but if you don't beat it, then you know there's something wrong with your rotation. Okay, fine. You know know what else could tell you that there's nothing wrong with your rotation? The fact that you can't clear fucking raids. Yeah, well, it will give you a number. Well, no, it's not my fault. It's everyone else who can't clear it. And and, and I'm a, doing everything perfectly. And apparently, apparently, there will be a way for you to like compare your number against somebody else's. But it's not a number. What is it? Color coded? I don't know. Red, green, green, yellow, say, hey, orange. I beat dummy three in time, which is X amount of HP. Yeah. I beat okay. There you go. People are, People will find a way to put a number on Correct. it. So just give us a. Fucking numbers. So, so right. Especially because I'm sure they could open a parser, like an actual parser, while they're in there and see the numbers. Yeah, that's the thing is that the, with with if you have access to an actual parser, this means absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I'm glad we're wasting uh, development time on this. something that's already in game. <sighs> yeah. Well, fucking it's for bullshit. The, it's for the PlayStation players. Fuck them. That's, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really... sorry. I'm sorry. The PlayStation players don't have guild hests. It's that re- doesn't teach you your rotation or your DPS. Just fucking practice. We have dummies for PC people or for PS3 people. Okay, if we need this shit in game, PS3 or PS4, and you walk up to a dummy and just start hitting it, like how do you know that your rotation is good enough to clear things? How about you go into a dungeon or a raid and you see how fast things die? Okay, that could easily be someone carrying you, or like you think you're like seriously like. 
I mean, you, you can say that all you want, okay? But for those black mages that I still see spamming fucking Blizzard over and over again, they get carried by me and everyone else in the party. Okay. If you go into this, oh, okay, this dummy Nika, and spam no Blizzard, they're not going to clear it. That's they're going to fail. Obviously, but you think they're going to... All right, so you, they go into a dungeon with you, right? And they're spamming Blizzard over and over and over again. And you're telling them that's the wrong way. That's not how you do it. Listen. You think that in their head, they're like, nah, I'm doing all the damage I can right now. And by going into some fucking instance with a dummy that they can't beat, then they're suddenly going to go, oh, I guess I guess she was right. I I'm not actually contributing. No, I honestly that's do because bullshit. those people are the people that go, you're an elitist. Just do your job. You're a No, thing. because those people are going to go to the, it's not going to fucking help. It's not going to help. Those people are just fucking idiots. I think there will be some people it does help. It's fucking bullshit. I don't think it is. It's but, not gonna help. This is a useless addition to this game. Completely useless. You know what? I'm just gonna say it, guys. I'm gonna fucking say it. I would rather have Lords of Reminion 2 than this bullshit. Yeah. I, that's, I'm thinking, no, because there are some jobs like Dragoon that I'm not sure I'm entirely playing correctly that I, as myself, would take into this to see if I can do as much on my Dragoon as I can on my Monk. I yeah, would absolutely but, do it. But what, what difference... Okay, what's the difference between going into this and using uh, the Hall of the Novice and just going up to uh, a striking dummy and pulling out ACT? What's the difference? Is there any objective difference? Um, I guess it depends on how they make the training thing, actually, because, I mean, when you pull out a parser on a dummy, there's no resistance, there's no mechanics, there's no any of that stuff. Um, there's also... I don't know. It's, it's, it's HP resets over and over and over again. So actually, honestly, on a dummy, you can hit that like under 20% extra DPS over and over. Which and you really you're splitting hairs here. No, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's very um, straightforward. Whereas I think if this is a monster or something that you have to defeat within a certain amount of time, I feel like it's a lot more indicative of your DPS rather than hitting a dummy with no resistances or anything. It like says so. scarecrow dummy is what they call it. Yeah, I it's... It, it I, probably isn't going to attack you. I know that, but... Yeah, it, it's not going it, to attack you. So what, the what, fact what, that it has one set of HP and it feels like it's like, okay, this is a rank 60, you know, savage level monster. Let's see how fast you can attack it. I, I mean, like I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess of my of my DPS rotation than a dummy. I guess if it's putting out different patterns of uh, of of AOE moves or floor moves that you have to dodge, that would That's be what different. I would see. That would be different. That we have no indication of that. I know that would be cool simply because you know you're not. I mean, I'm, and that's what I'm wondering too is when they calculate how difficult a raid is going to be. Are they saying 100% damage as if there was no AOEs or moves to dodge ever, or as if you were actually dodging the mechanics? You know, all I, of so these. Like, Something like this would help with that. All of these people in the chat that are going, ACT is against the TOS. It breaks the EULA. Yeah. Shut the fuck Honestly, up. Honestly. If, if Shut Square the scared. fuck up. That doesn't, that is not a, a deterrent for anyone. It's not, they have, nobody's been banned over using a parser ever. It's not an actual deterrent. They say, don't do it. It could get you in trouble. It's never going to get you in trouble. I'll tell you guys flat out right shouting, now. Hey everyone, I use the parser. Nika, gonna, you know, Joe like, is trying to talk. <laughs> you're good. You're good. It's if if anybody was scared to use ACT, uh, look at look at the majority of like eighty percent of the Twitch broadcasters that broadcast on yep. Twitch Final Fantasy at any time. If yep. Square Enix really wanted to enforce that, they would enforce it against the people that tell people the that I'm using yeah. ACT. If they had an issue with it, they would they would they would have kicked Zeno. And, 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 and it's not even it's well, not even yeah, that. Yeah, the doy. 
It's you're right, and it's not even the people who say that they're using it. Like there are a lot of Twitch streamers that have the overlay right on their screen. Right. Yeah. Like, not, they, they they blatantly show it. Like I am using ACT right now. Not just that. Not just not just that. But FF logs is a matter of public record. You yeah. Know? And and so you know what I mean. Like FF logs. Look at the look at the vacuum that uh, FF logs has come in and been able to fill because Square Enix doesn't want to support the actual game functions of their game. You need to be able to have an objective measurement of your DPS if your DPS requirements are going to be that fucking strict. So if they're not going to add, you know, if they're not going to add some kind of uh, in-game parser and the the, the fucking scarecrow is the best that they can do, sorry, ACT is perfectly viable, FF logs is perfectly fair, you need that objective measurement to be able to uh, to to be able to uh, uh, you know, like... uh, You know what? All this is going to do is give people another fucking excuse because now they're going to go into their stupid scarecrow dummy they're going to clear whatever the highest rank is they're going to try to go into savage they're going to fucking fail and be like well i don't understand what's wrong i got the highest dps on the dummy what am i doing wrong it's not just about the number that you can pump out it's a fucking about being good you know Get what? It. Nine to one like the hardest difficulty of this scarecrow is going to be something like even terrible people can clear because you're just standing there well, no, it's not. But, no, but that, that, that's the, the thing. Hang on, hang on, Nika, Nika, hang on. It's it's not going to be about actually defeating or not defeating the scarecrow. It's going to be about the amount of time that it takes you to defeat the scarecrow. That's going to be the measurement. Yeah. Well, when, when okay, for example, remember when you used to go into BCNMs, they would tell you that the last clear and the fastest clear was cleared by this person on such a day. They need to do that for everything. That, that would be sweet. They're going to do. They, I guarantee you no for that, but it was cool. I guarantee you that that's going to be one of the measurements on the scarecrow that you're going to be able to see other people's times on it. Uh, I don't mm. know if you, will. you think. No, yeah. I don't think you're going to see other people's times. I, I do. No. I do. I think that's going to be the uh, I, the I, measurement. I, I, I don't. Hold on. They want they want you to put you in a bubble so. No one can make fun of you, and and you won't be embarrassed if you fail. Right. So but they also, aren't they going to tell you people that that beat it? Uh, no. going to tell you people that failed it. They'll tell you people that beat it. Uh, hang on. Um, let me let me find. I'm going to find the exact quote. I'm going to find the exact. Not to quote mention, here. even when they did that on eleven, it was an imperfect system because after every maintenance, it would just reset anyway. I, I just don't understand why they don't want to like I think it would be really unique for Square Enix to step up and just say hey guys here's an in-game DPS beater like you guys uh, we don't want obviously we don't want you using ACT we don't want you doing this we don't want this all the stuff to happen like here's an in-game meter not only is it going to help the hardcore raid but it's going to help the people that think that they're good well, that and, obviously aren't because their number will be visible to them there, there's there's nothing about the, the the meter that is wrong like, like like within within the industry MMOs right because World of Warcraft has been has been letting people do shit like this forever if there is a particular one that they don't think is that is working in the game or maybe gives too much of a fair advantage then they step in and say no nah, you know you can't use that one so for them to say yeah go ahead use ACT I don't think that that would be some big giant thing that they're like afraid of but someone in the chat mentioned it's not about enforcement it's about endorsement okay. they don't want to endorse yes. them but it's not something that they're going to enforce either right exactly Exactly. All right. I'm going to I'm going to read a couple of these quotes and then we're going to have to move on because we we really do have to get into the PVP topic here. Uh, We're 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 almost we're approaching two hours and we not have not even glanced on the PVP yet. Uh, So uh, let's see uh, specific responses from Yoshida. The Hall of the Novice is uh, content that we've been developing with the release of patch 3.2. This content uh, is really for the first time MMORPG players to teach tanks how to take hate healers, how to recover uh, the tanks and other party members and 
and for all jobs, how to avoid enemy attacks. It's content oh, to teach... How to avoid enemy attacks, so we'll have AoEs and it's, stuff. It's Fucking co- guild heads. Hang on! Yes. Shut yes. the fuck up! This is it's, Shut up! God damn it, Kahlo. We get it. You don't like it. Shut up now. Uh, it's content to teach the roles of the basic mechanics for each role. Uh, the Hall of the Novice can be started uh, just before Sestasha. You hit a button to select your target, and you enter the content. NPCs will join you in the training hall will begin. There's a simple battle using an NPC party, which serves as a final exam before you can graduate. Once you, com- cool. once you complete it, you'll graduate, and you'll be able to obtain some nice equipment that you can use in the dungeons. I think people who were afraid to tank because they didn't know how to take hate until now, and didn't want to practice in dungeons, will find this helpful to practice. Now, that is all fair. That is, I that, like that. That's, There's been so many tanks in, like, Sestasha that's like, you guys are just doing way more damage than I can keep up with. What do I do? Okay. Like, that's good. Okay. That's good. Now, the the Hall of the Novice will be uh, located in Linosia, uh, but you have to, uh, you'll have direct access, access to it via NPCs uh, at various locations in the city. It will also include a guide which talks about various terms used frequently in online games such as DOT. Uh, it is just, inclu- <laughs> it is just included for reference. Uh, let's see. Um, a lot of people have been focused on measuring the amount of DPS they can put out, but we prepared this separately from the Hall of the Novice. In development, we're calling it DPS Scarecrows. First, you'll be able to select a rank, and then you'll be able to play for three minutes. The training goal is to have enough DPS to defeat it at that rank. It's not a numbers competition. The idea is more like you could specify people who have defeated XX rank training via Party Finder. Working on your skill rotation will be important to defeat them, so by working through this content, you should be able to put out enough DPS to beat content that you wouldn't previously clear. That's where I was pulling from. That's where I was pulling from, Juxa, when you were yelling at me. And this sounds like a slightly different concept than just guild. It's even at the same fucking level. He says he wants, he's expecting people to specify in Party Finder, you cannot join this unless you've defeated XX rank training. That's what we were saying we didn't want. No, no, it's it says the idea is more like you could specify people who have defeated XX rank training via party finder. If you wanted to measure, you can't join my farm party unless you've cleared this rank. That's what they're saying. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people do that already, but I'm saying that like now this provides an in-game way to to to, uh, exclude people. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to tune three different dummies to three different levels of DPS and the highest one will probably be within that 10 to 15% of maximum DPS for whatever class or whatever. And, for. and Nika, what you're referring you to specify looking for it. was we don't like, when people say you can't join unless you've cleared it, but you can't clear it unless you join. The only thing that's stopping you from clearing the fucking scarecrow dummy is you. That's true. Very true. And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you a little bit, Kahlo, here on the training hall. The training hall does seem to be filling a specific function, and that is if you've been playing this game 1 to 60 as a DPS and you want to try to learn how to tank, 
think this would be a good way to do it without fucking over an entire party. That's true. Now, yes. how many times? How many yes. times have you gone into Duty Finder and you, you know the person obviously isn't new, but they're not doing what they need to be guild doing? Hests. The very first guild has gives you three packs of mobs with three in it, and you have to learn how to hold right, hate on those you know three what? mobs. I'm telling you right now, that doesn't real. That is not going to provide the same function. Mm-mm. Like I've gone into deep. I mean, some of the guild has they they provide different ideas of mechanics yeah, and like they different do. like clicking and things. But in terms of like the lowest um, guild has, I've been doing guild has roulettes for jobs I'm leveling. I'm doing it on Dark Knight, and some of those lowest ones are they they die so quickly. You're not even really tanking them. You you especially because you don't even have like provoke. It's a cross class at the lowest ones. It's like you don't have your AOE and enmity grabbing, and the DPS are just hitting whatever. And it, if it really you can, you and if you can learn to do it, then then when you actually get those tools, it's easier because if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a dodgeball. Right, but this doesn't make you learn how to tank, whereas something like this this novice hall will force you. The to. only thing that it's doing that I can see is it's taking other people out of the equations and padding the walls for you. Whatever. I don't think so. Because those the guild has do not make you like people like literally the DPS can just carry everyone through the early lowest ones. Yeah. It doesn't teach you how to tank anything, and you get into a dungeon and you're like, it like, really does. Literally, I had this the other the, day when I was on Dragoon. The guys like literally, you guys are putting out way more DPS than I know how to handle at this level. And then I just went in and tanked it. And since I'm you know a main keep tank, it, even at level twenty, I could do it just fine. Keep in mind, so, like they need to learn somehow. Keep in mind too that the guild has happened at such a reduced level that you're not actually getting a sense of your full rotation. You've got two skills that you can use as a tank going in there. You don't. You're not getting an actual sense of like what you need to do to rip hate back. You don't. That's have, an important. Yeah. Hang on. That's an important skill to know as a tank is in when in the in the moments that you lose hate. How do you get it back? And I guarantee you that a guild has is not going to teach that. No, guild has you can just kill the things. You don't even have to. Tank I just them. don't think that this was something that was necessary. I think if people want to learn how I to think do it, it is. they can I, go into dungeons and do it. And you no, say, no, yeah, okay, no, you don't no, want you don't want to go no, 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 and stop. screw a party over. Stop. I get stop. that. Stop. This absolutely is necessary because we have motherfuckers like me and Juxta who are leveling jobs up through beast tribes alone and learning <laughs> nothing, nothing from fifty to sixty. From fifty to sixty, I can't tell yep. you shit you about so Dragoon. I can't. Yes. All I all I know is that I hit one and two, and the things that I were fighting were dead. Okay, it didn't teach me jack shit, but I'm getting XP out of it. I get okay? that. So no, but this. So then it does serve a function. It does. It absolutely does serve a function. If I can figure out what the function is. Here's the difference. All right. If you and Juxta level a job 50 to 60 without going into a single thing, and then you go into a dungeon, you know, you have at least some idea whether you looked it up or you asked someone what you need to do. Is that correct? Uh, that is absolutely not true. So for, you're just. No, hang on. That's I said not for you two. Not for, true for you two. That's not true for my healer. Yeah. That's not. I, I leveled my I leveled my white mage to fifty. I could okay. not. I couldn't operate that thing at at thirty five if I tried. Okay. And that's in that case, you're gonna fall into the second category. And those are the people like Nika's black mage who thinks they can just go in and do whatever the fuck they want, regardless of if you tell them how to do it. I think the people not, that not, this is aiming at are people who don't even take fucking directions. Not Nika as a black mage, but yeah, the black the mage that right. Nika is. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, the black yeah. mage that Nika was with. I think if you have half a in your head and you go into a dungeon and you're a new tank and you tell people hey guys first time in here i don't really know exactly what i'm doing 
Please bear with me. You're not going to have a train wreck. The type of train wrecks you're talking about that ruin the whole dungeon are people who refuse to learn the job and who probably aren't going to utilize this anyway. That's true, but there, I mean, and as well as some people are more than willing to sit here and give tips, which I do every time I get a new tank in a dungeon, it was, it would be much more efficient if they had practice on a dungeon they had, yeah. and then no, come right, in look, I'm not, because then I wouldn't have, have to context walking it into it, yeah. Okay, you're right. This I, I, does serve a function in the game. There are people who will use this, right? Correct. But it doesn't need to be there. It's like story. It's like It's like story mode for Alexander. You put but it in, people are going right. to use it, but, but we this, didn't fucking need it. The thing is, though, that this does serve a purpose that will actually make people better, yeah. unlike the development time they waste on bullshit things like Lords of Reminion. Like, this serves a purpose. Plenty of people will get better because of this. It's necessary enough. Maybe you won't use it, but there will be plenty of people that yep. are better because of this, so it's worth it. Yeah, just, be, just because people still could have gotten better without it is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but you know what? Maybe. Just because just because you uh, you know you think you don't need it or want it, I'm not even saying that I wouldn't learn anything from it. Yeah, you, I just I think, think it's, it's more fucking hand holding. I don't think so. No. All right. At that, this, at that this point, this is a tutorial mode that should have been in the game from the beginning, and because it's not, and because everyone has a sixty already, I don't everyone know. has a sixty already. You're saying, oh, we don't need this, but I think it helps plenty of people. I actually think that it that it serves more of a function for a large population that are sitting at sixty that really don't know the finer parts of how to operate I mean, their job too, yeah. than than an incoming population. I, I don't think that an incoming population is going to use this as much as uh, you know I, I would. Fuck, I'll I'd use this to learn white mage if i really wanted to learn white mage you I know the, the the best part about this whole thing before like it just becomes the the whether this is a guild has or not argument is that there there is a select portion of this game that understands the social aspect and understands how to find the information that they want and then there's also a select portion of this game whether you want to break it down to introverted extroverted people whatever there's a portion of this game that does not understand that will just play at the at a very bare minimum level at a casual level and still be able to clear content this allows that group and demographic of people yeah. to pursue excellence in their class without having to be social, without having to, you know, go into the, the scary world that is Google and, you know, look up information. It allows them an in-game avenue to get better at their class if they want yeah, to pursue this, it. This is a, this is a, this is prime for anyone who has raid anxiety. Yeah. This is this is a prime function for anyone who, yeah. who who feels like they might not be up to par stepping into the raid game. Well, we'll see if that's what but, it ends up being. But Callow Callow makes the he does make a great point that this this does this has been available through friendship and available through the internet. Oh yeah. For far longer than they're putting in the game. Totally. Totally. No, I, I agree with that. That there are ways to learn these skills because if there wasn't, no one would have them. Okay, so but this is a way this is like this is a fast forward button because you know what? I don't want to have to go into a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of dungeons to relearn my white mage. uh, uh, I I will rescind my comment about wanting Lords of Reminion 2 over this, but I still stand by the fact that this isn't something we needed. Yeah, like for me personally, like what I love about this game is that at level 32, you have to do a dungeon called Brave Flocks. Brayflox is a huge, like, actual skill check yes. at a very low level. That's of this the first game. one. It's the first Correct. one that you run into. You have to be able to tank. You have to be able to heal. Yep. And you have to be able to DPS. Yep. And, and no mechanics. Correct. For Correct. things like the final boss. Oh, God. And pay attention. You know what I mean? So it also for, teaches you that you can't tank this bo- last boss by yourself with no support from DPS or healing. Wait, shut right, up, Nika? Get out. 
Uh, hey, I lasted a while, man. I did. Long enough to tell your story. For for some for some people that may be easy. For some people, you may encounter like a very difficult, a very difficult time doing just brave locks. It was a game changer. D- dungeons were very easy before that, and you know dungeons yeah. are a little bit more All hard right. after right. that. Well, for the get good community college, we'll see if it lives up to what you guys are hoping it was. Uh, I think it's the, all the, bad. The, the rest of these things we can just fly by pretty quick. Um, people are wondering if there's any way to get a bunch of the items from events that they may have missed. Uh, they have no plans or, or going forward. It's probably going to be the cash shop they introduced those. They also said there are no plans to add Garlean armor because it, it wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make we're sense fu- we're the fighting them right now. Yeah, right. it would be so dre- cool though. We can already so dress cool, up like though. a Garlean. We can. Yeah, remember way back when in Mordona we get that uh, quest to infiltrate them. And you have to get their helmet and that uh, oh, body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. whack. That's not armor. That's, that's, that's like that's, that's their freaking soldier. You can yeah, that's look like infantry. a Garlean. Yeah. All right. You, so you, his you, argument you, is invalid. You look like the fucking foot soldiers that are yes. wearing a robe and a mask. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, um, that's not more flying thing. mounts. If it's possible to make it fly, Yoshi wants it to fly. Um, they would like to add four to fly, four to five non-flying mounts per patch to get flying. And uh, there are plans to add mount-type drops to the next leg of, quote-unquote, primal-type fight. So, the icons, probably. Uh, to, to, to answer uh, uh, Kiki Lu in the chat, uh, someone was working on a Get Good Community College logo, and I think we might put them on t-shirts at some point. That's, All that's, right, yep, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get on that at some point. Um, there's no plans to turn level 50 content into level 60 content. Apparently, people really want to fight Titan as level 60s, but they would rather put a higher focus on continuing content that we are actually currently exploring. I just want to point out that this is the only like online MMO community that I've seen that actually wants us to have rehashed content. <laughs> Lols. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I, I think people have nostalgia glasses for Titan now because of how hard it was when it came out and how insane and like it was the first batshit crazy mechanic fight and people just want to see it now even harder. See, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I just. I think. I, I think people like me, uh, you know, look at content being underutilized and are disappointed because you know there's. Well, there's potential that's, there that's a difference that's different between having content that's underutilized and, oh, and rehashing and, and, and making new content from and old bump, content. yeah bumping it up to yeah. 60 yeah that is a different thing yeah um they are working on a spectator mode for wolves den in conjunction with uh, uh yes. an esports tournament that uh, i guess yes. is going on <laughs> yes uh specific- i don't know if i would ever spectator watch but a tournament is cool Oh man! Oh, three point isn't three point two or three point two five going to be the first part of the tournament for Wolves Den? On February on February fourteenth, twenty sixteen, there's going to be a Wolves Den tournament organized by Esports Max, which will uh, likely which will likely be around the timing for three point two. There were some concerns that the specifications might uh, change for balance because of the implementation implementation of Wolves Den two in patch three point two, but it's actually going to be an Esports game in Japan. Yes, it's actually they're yes. Esports. They're Whoa. Sports. It's serious. Yeah, esports. But I mean, like for Wolves Den. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. And it's not going to yes. be for Wolves Den too. It's going. They're they're going to use the original Wolves Den so that we're not overwhelmed with trying to figure out new rotations and stuff yep. like that. Uh, Joe, I I have to imagine that you are chomping at the bit to uh, to, to to enter that. I mean, are you are you going to try to enter? Are you going to try to participate? Uh, I cannot. It's Japan. It's Japan so, only. Yeah, really? Uh, that's bull- At least this time. United States. Now there. I, th- been- I, d- I didn't see where they said it was going to be J- Japan only. It's. It. I believe from all the inv- all the investigation I've done is Japan. Oh, that uh, sucks. It's, it's available in Japan. It's going to be in J- the Japan community only. Um, but 
it that doesn't rule out that it could come to the United States. You know, um, I, I number one, I just think that this is awesome. I've been talking about this. I've said it several times on the show. The main one of the main places where this game falls short in an MMO community, if you look at it from a world perspective, is the PvP of the game. Not only are they dropping the biggest PvP patch of to in the history of Final Fantasy fourteen, but they're taking it to the next level from a developer standpoint, understanding that it it has the potential to have and be involved in an esports community and. And then they're also tying in and teasing an esports community that Final Fantasy PvP is is here and it's an existing thing. So hopefully this will get a lot of coverage. This will be an exciting thing and people will get it'll get some attention that it deserves. And that they are doing like what is it data center wide tournaments every like point five patch or something is going to be like a new season. Or something uh, like yeah, that? yeah, not so much a tournament, but yes, uh, uh, a season like where a season we're where they're going to have ratings. Yes, yes, right, yes. and like every point five, the rankings will reset, and you'll get exclusive shit, which yep. is cool. Yep, yep, yep. So I think that's what's definitely a step in the right direction. Oh, it's huge! It's, it's so going to keep people going because I mean, if you get to the top rank and then you stop, and then someone surpasses you, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going. Yep, it's yep. the whole so. point of PvP is the competition and the. Uh, it's the it's the it's the prestige. It's saying, hey, Absolutely. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm finally going to get recognition for the prestige. And that's that's what's awesome. That's what I've, I've, I've you know, you have it on the lodestone right now. A lot of people don't even know that the lodestone exists for amount of wins per week for uh, uh, percentage of wins per week and percentage or amount of matches played. But that doesn't really say a lot to a player's actual skill or an actual involvement. Uh-huh. Right. You know, like it is. It, it's just such an awesome thing, man. I get I get so hyped up. I'm ready to talk about a lot of this stuff when we get down to it as well. And that, what I what I think is cool here is the uh, the spectate mode uh, that they want to add to Wolves Den. I think that this 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 adds uh, just to, to kind of like uh, have a little bit of a meta conversation. This this opens up an opportunity for us to be able to LBR ho- sponsored PVP. I, you know what? I think we should do. I think we should do a sponsored tournament. Wow. Oh, yeah. Where where the yeah. where the winner wins something from us from LBR, uh, you know, runners up will also win something, and then all of the matches are live streamed on LBR, and we call all of them. That would be pretty sweet. I think that that would be that, fun. I, that, would, be fun. that would be fun as hell. Uh, yeah. you, you Joe know, for color commentary. <laughs> I mean, we would need we would hell. need that spectator <laughs> mode put into the game for players, though. Yes, which is something right. they 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 plan on doing. Yes, right, right. And, now, well, right now they, they said it's only available for the esports match, but it is not currently right. Yet but available but they there. actually they actually go on because the, what what they're doing for the esports match is actually different from what they want to do. Yes. In game as well right. The esports stuff is, is like a very minimal You know There's just gonna be like Like an overall Sort of camera thing That has different angles But when they actually Put it into the game They want you to be able To select different players To be able to watch yes. From as well the whole point is that because they're developing this for the tournament, they're going to be able to implement it into the game right. eventually yes. for all players. Yep. Uh-huh. Now, before we get into the big, big PVP part of this, the uh, the last bit from the interview was uh, they were asking about catching up as an XFF 14 player. And Yoshida says that the time it takes to get from 1 to 60 is about the time that it would take you to play a standalone single player RPG. Around 18 hours to do a Realm Reborn up to level 50. 10 hours to go from batch 2.1 to 2.55s and the crest rewards get you item level 115 to make you Ishgard ready 20 to 30 hours for the Ishgard story and caught up to where we are at the latest story and then 10 hours to obtain equipment that allows you to enter at the highest level content which means at this point buying FF14 just as a single player game spending as much as you were on a single player game Absolutely. and then if you, yeah, you want still get like to 60 continue hours to play, play yeah exactly 
And I think that that's fair. I think that that's a fair investment to ask your players. Um, you know, back back in the eleven days, I would say that those you know that that was a way longer grind. It was a way bigger ask from Square Enix, and there wasn't as much uh, initial like return. You know, just right yeah. out the gate from it. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So uh, yeah, no, I I, I agree uh, that uh, you know FF14 is a solid investment. Uh, you know, if if you're just looking for uh, a game to play for sixty hours and then put back down shit you can go through all of ff14 and experience yep. the majority of the narrative uh without having to really really invest yourself in all exactly. of the end game stuff that exactly. comes later so I, I think that that was a really cool thing that they stated in the interview just to say this and say it like um just it just it's cool to quantify it like that when you do want to compare it to another video game, but it, for what that really does right there, it really sells short the overall experience of what Final Fantasy XIV is in everything else. Like, if you really want to go blast that and do that and enjoy it for that amount of time, yeah, you can, but there's so much more shit you can do in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, just before you, know, you get introduced to, like, you know, where people yeah. are right now. Right. I, I was just saying, I was just saying in terms of, like, oh, you, yeah. know, you, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a console experience or, like, you're looking Absolutely. for a essential a, a Final Fantasy experience, but you don't necessarily want to sink yourself into an MMO. You can well, this, still get that. This is, yeah, you, yes. this, this is what you should expect. You know, mm-hmm. like however that, long it takes you to beat a 60 hour game, that's about how long it's going to take you to, to, yeah. to get up to speed with this. And that's uh, a really cool statistic to tell or a quantific uh, yeah. value to give people to say, hey, guys, it's not overwhelming. Like you can get involved. You can get up to max level by the time 2.2 comes out. Yeah. So. Yep. So uh, this is what they say. Uh, they, they talk a, very briefly a little bit about PvP here in the interview, and then we're going to get into an email that we received long ago. And in the email, you'll actually get a sense of how long ago we got this before we move into the main discussion topic today. So um, they were talking about the possibility of a PvP server, which Yoshida says he is open to, you know, maybe just making one to see how it goes. And uh, basically, once you join a grand company, you would then be able to be targeted in the real world by other grand companies and killed. Oh, I love it. Aetherites, <laughs> Aetherites would be considered safe zones and Which if this makes sense it does and if this became popular additional servers could be made and then for a while they just kind of shot back and forth you know like different ideas and stuff like how it could encourage more cooperative play with players you know you need to protect newbies yeah. you might have to join up parties for doing fates or doing hunting logs just yeah. so that you, know, you didn't go out and get slaughtered all the time yeah and uh, it, it was something really really fun they actually go back and forth a lot and it's a great interview that you should go and read but uh, this brings us to the the email that we got now, this email came from a player by the name of Vegan Pete on Adam Mantois. And uh, just like uh, our, our emails nowadays, this one's still super long. So we're going to jet through it really quick. Then we're going to jump into this. It says, hi, LBR. Thanks for producing a quality podcast that I look forward to listening to every week. I've been listening for probably about eight months now and thought I'd finally add to the discussion and let you know how much I appreciate what all you do. I think it is quite obvious that we are in quite a lull right now. <laughs> yeah. And like many of you on the show, the delay of 3.1... <laughs> has yeah. me a bit concerned for the game going forward however i do think yeah, that alex and alex savage would be enough if they had not neglected certain parts of the game most notably i think that pvp grand companies even though i know that they are four little words to you guys crafting huh. and gathering have all been subject of neglect i am a firm believer that a strong pvp system would have helped this break in content quite a bit wow i've got ideas to fuse all three this of these smart. neglected <laughs> areas together 
Full disclosure, my favorite MMO of all time is the Dark Age of Camelot, Good which choice. is still going on, a subscription model, by the way. Yep. Many of my PvP ideas are similar to how Camelot implemented them. By the way, Dark Dark Age of Camelot is probably one of the most uh, solidly designed MMOs ever in terms of PvE. Uh, they, they really, really mastered PvE. So, all right. First of all, while most people are asking for the grand company requirement to be lifted, I'm all for keeping it. Honestly, I think free companies should all be restricted to one grand company as well, but I know that will never happen, and I'm trying to keep this semi-realistic. I know the states of Azoria Erezia are not at war, but I can definitely see them having conflict when it comes to resources. I propose that there should be a large open-world PvP zone based around these resources. There would be mines, sawmills, orchards, etc. that would be able to be captured and controlled. When your grand company controlled the majority of one type, gathering nodes would spawn for members of that grand company. Think of like a Corthus size zone. Yep. If it is a PvP mm -hmm. zone, gatherers would be able to be killed. You would need uh, disciples of war and magic to protect these gatherers. Gatherers will obviously feed into crafting, but what will they craft? I think crafters should be able to make the best PvP gear available with materials gathered in this area. There should be new craftable PvP gear that would be best in slot with melds. I would make left side gear meldable with normal, debt, crit, strength, mind, etc. But all the right side gear would be meldable with resistances. I don't even know if the system takes into account resistances, so they may have to tweak that a bit. The PvP gear would not be able to be used outside of PvP. I know this is generally a PvE game, so I don't want to leave those people out. If your grand company owned the majority of the controllable mines, mills, etc. in the PvP zone, it would unlock a dungeon. The dungeon would be full of notorious monsters. Some might even have a low chance of dropping an item level 250 piece, maybe. The dungeon would be more like a zone, I guess, because I would not make it an instance. Once your grand company lost control of the PvP controllables, the dungeon would open up to whichever grand company took control, and they would be, they'd be able to enter the dungeon and possibly wipe whoever was already in there. Many people will complain about balancing in PvP. I can understand this in a game like Camelot where each realm had its own unique classes, but in Eorzea, each grand company has access to the same exact classes. There wouldn't be much balancing needed, no more than the occasional tweak that is made for PvE abilities. Not guilds, though. I mean, think about it like guilds guilds for specific uh, jobs are in specific zones that would make it really difficult. Say if you started in Limsa as a archer, you'd have to make this something that was easily accessible then to everyone at a certain level, maybe. Uh, I think this system has great replay value and has something for everyone. I think if there was a vibrant PvP system, it would make any extended time between our traditional pat content enjoyable. I didn't mean for the email to be so long, so it probably won't be read on air, but hopefully it can lead to some good discussion. Really enjoy the show. Keep up the great work you're all doing over at LBR. Thanks, Vegan Pete on Adam Mantor. Thank you, Vegan Pete, for that Thank email. Um, which I think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff uh, to, sure to, to unpack in here. And especially, you know, there uh, with the suggestion of, uh, you know, the, the PvP stuff in 3.2. Uh, Something like this could be a like good... As well as, like, the idea of a PvP server. Like, yeah, I think... This could be a good precursor testing for an all-out PvP server as sure. well. I feel like a PvP server would be very hard in a game like this. I mean, if you were on a healer... You would never be it, able to kill anyone. You'd just be, be a walking duck. The, the concept of it is fantastic. <clears throat> and if you want to, you want to, you can draw so much from this. Like the, it, the, the implementation of it would be difficult. And then you actually yeah. have to bring in people's personalities to the server. I, I, I think that it would be the concept of an, an entire PVP server where you could die outside of an Aetherite zone is incredibly exciting. It's, yeah. an, it's an absolutely entertaining idea. Now, where I go is I go, okay, it's exciting. You could go out with a party. You could, like, the camaraderie would be fantastic. That's a great element. Now, what happens when 
you've got one FC who wants to camp outside of Alexander and kill everyone who's trying to queue for it. What happens when that happens? Uh, you better get uh, your free company to come and counter, uh, counterfight them. Yeah, the first thing that people think when stuff like that happens is, griefing. oh, you're griefing me. Griefing. I just want to play yeah. the game, blah, 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 blah. But in that well, case, you shouldn't be on this server. Yeah, guess what? You're on exactly. a PvP server. Right. Yeah. And Jux, so deal with it. Jux is 100% right. The At that point, yours. you don't just yeah, cry exactly. griefing. You go round up a bunch of your friends, and now you have exactly. a huge-ass fucking deathmatch. And sure, yeah. maybe you guys were going to you know do Alexander for the night, and that's kind of you know been, been wiped off to the side. But you probably still had fun. And handing those guys their asses back to them and really I, what the I, fuck are you doing going to be pve rating when you're on a pvp server come on old gear i mean like you're still gonna am i not gonna am i not gonna do rating on, a, on a, if i'm still on a pvp server like am i just gonna do pvp all the time or can i not progress with the, gear, the content that i want to i i just i think that i think that the overall excitement and entertainment value produced from that one server would could be more exciting than almost anything that I've ever broadcast in terms of yeah. PvP. Yeah, and it, it brings and a lot of predictability ever. to it. Oh my or gosh. In predictability. Yeah, like unpredictability. 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 I, I definitely wow. like the idea. Words. I just feel like it'd be very difficult in a game that's no, uh, like this. No, this is uh, Yoshi the, the P. Toughest, actually, go ahead, Joe. The toughest part is that it, like the people have said in chat, is that the the PvP fan base of Final Fantasy fourteen is a very very small minority. We are a very small but dedicated and serious community. And with so, the changes that they've been proposing, though, it's going to grow. Yes. So hopefully with everything else that's happening, more and more people will get excited. More people will try it and experience something new along those lines. Did you have a... Oops, sorry, Joe. You're good. I just... I just... I, I really... I want to address something real quick. I don't... I really... I just... I really disagree with the people like that, that stayed in this community. If you don't want... If you don't... Uh, pardon me... Uh, if you PvP in Final Fantasy fourteen or you like PvP, like you shouldn't play it in Final Fantasy fourteen. You're in the I, wrong game, basically. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that that's such a terrible thing to say, like such a terrible statement to make in a game that you love, like or in a game that you play. Like, would you say that to a player that plays WoW PvP or a player that plays ESO PvP? It's like such a specific thing. I've only seen that in Final Fantasy because 14. Final Fantasy has never had a strong PvP presence. Right. But that's not to say that it can't have Correct. one. Correct. It's, and I, I think the best way to implement it is just how Yoshi P said, have one Try server, it. just one server, and then everybody who wants to PvP will congregate to that one server, and that one server, its population is going to fucking explode, and that's how PvP is going to take off, because everyone is going to be talking about this one server. It's going to put yep. that server on a global scale. Yes. Yep. Everyone's going to be looking at it. And that's exactly. going to be the biggest server because everybody's going to want to, oh, lots of people are going to want to PvP. And, and everyone's going to shit post about it because oh, I'm trying to do yep. my gathering and drama. people are killing. Exactly. Oh, drama out the fucking oh, ass. Oh, Joe's, Joe's uh, raid is going to try to go there tonight, but uh, he was camped by uh, Na or, uh, Nero's uh, free company. And, and so they they're, smashed they're Nero's free company into the ground because yeah, they don't <laughs> PvP. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like, oh my God, like the crazy thing I, I think about it is like, yo, what if I'm broadcasting on that server at any time, the amount of attention that I'm going to get to die. Oh, dude, is yeah. So stupid. You and you, Joe, the notorious monster. It would. And you know what? This type of upset in the game would also put FF14 on a global platform for all of the media sites. Everybody'd be talking about it when it's not even doing anything 
fucking knew. Exactly. <laughs> and Yoshi P even said, like, we would just put it, we would have, like, a little warning box, like, saying, hey, you're getting into world PvP. Whatever happens, it happens. In so fact, so guys, deal with it. For them to not even, for them to not even try this would be dumb. Oh, if absolutely. If they just try this, then decide, not nah, didn't work, take the server off, they would have still got so much publicity at that point. Yep. So many people would have came to try this to be on the first PvP world. It will be insane. Especially, I think, if they, if they put it out as saying it was kind of like a beta and they allowed people to go to it for free so that way if they took it down they didn't, wouldn't charge you to transfer back that's I think a, that's it, an even better or, idea. no you know I feel like the, ooh, no, no, I feel no, like I everyone think. would have to start fresh I think that's the way you'd have to do it you wouldn't be oh, able oh no 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 you don't think so no well it would be it would be very fair if you wanted to do that right but, but Joe no way. but no think way. of how much more organic it would be because first of all if you have a bunch of people just creating jobs and then you have 60 people going around just you killing them I actually there's, there's no, not you know much I, entertainment I, I in do, that I, I think that back. yeah I, I take that back um I think I, it would it be much be, more entertaining to it might be too crazy to have people at least at first at first it will I, it'll it'll, I mean, it'll I mean, be totally if they insane have the means, if they have the means to create two beta servers one where you can transfer there no. for free and no. test no. it no. I no. Think no. one with one server level one, no. one, one this server. changes on one server yes no no no, no, no. I know I know but I'm saying I'm saying I know I'm saying play it like a beta and whichever one works better then they make that the one server no I think you're putting too no, much no, work into no, that's server, too much for the first month you can only make new characters because I think you're going to get a lot yeah. more compelling content out of seeing people level up and fight each other yes. at yes. the same time for yep. the resources yep. than you are just a bunch of 60s going around exactly, killing exactly yeah if you if you have the ability to just pop your character over you're going to have a bunch of people at 60s who are going around raping level 5 characters if that's yeah. what you want to do then you know what you should have to poop sock that shit you should have to be way more dedicated than anyone else and be the first one to 50 so that you can start killing plebs. You I think it's just killing it's a plebs. It's, it's it's just it's a fucking cop out to go, hey, uh, just throw my character over here and that's it. We're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you guys that it, if, if they made a new care, if they made a new server and everyone who wanted to play on that PVP server had to make a new character, I, I'd say that because that's the best that's, way to do it. And I'm pretty sure that's something that we haven't seen before. The kind of social experiment that that would create even when it comes to other games the only time you're ever able to see that in another mmo is right from the birth of its life cycle yeah right yeah. and to but be able to to witness all of this stuff at this point in the game that would so be, many, would so be so compelling sure uh, stone I don't think I would transfer to it, but I would definitely make a new character and oh, play yeah, around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And every, absolutely. everybody would be thinking the same thing, too, and not a lot of them would probably stay, and but that's, that's fine. Well, no, 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 and that's the thing, though, is that now you have, just like just like World of Warcraft, where you have multiple characters, now in Final Fantasy fourteen, you have a reason to keep multiple characters. So here's, you know, here's your one character that you've got, uh, you know, all the jobs are maxed out to 60, and you you know, you've, you've done your, you've got your raid gear, you've got your, uh, your relic whatever you're done here and and now you're able to to divert way more time and energy into the pvp character and i think it would also be kind of a a sense of and a world first and pride if you're able to get some of the raids as the first people to clear a certain raid on a pvp server because you've gotten that high level gotten the gear faster than everyone else while you're killing each other see this i'm I'm just saying (laughs) 
my squad, if this ever happens, like when it happens, I'm not going to sleep. I am not going to, I'm going to have an army. I swear. Joe. Like there will be, I, it will be legit. Joe, I'm, can you stand I, for that long? I've, st- I've stood for 32 <laughs> hours on stream for three point, uh, 30, 30 hours, 31 hours for 3.0. Jesus. I, rem- wow. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, oh my God. I checked in, in on you at uh, one point. In, in front of I his standing desk. I'm fucking ready, man. Dude, like, it, I just, it's a I podium. So excited. It's, it's, a, it's a podium. podium. There you go. Uh, we so got a we got a caller who also wants to talk PvP. All right, Dilo of Midgar Summer. Tree Dolo, what's up? Oh yo, what's, what's up, Tree? Hey, what's going on, <laughs> man? What's good, bro? How you how you doing, man? Y'all, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh very very well. Tree, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about? All right, so on this like you know pretend PvP server, uh, I think what we need is the free companies to have more of a prominence than the grand companies. You know what I mean? Like if, if I wanted to call another free company out and, and we could just run up and stomp them out, like, and, and there's like a, a barrier and everyone could watch us stomp another free company out. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, mm. And, Interesting. And as well with this, with this new matchmaking system for the new eight V eights and four V fours is like, the way we used to do it in Wolves Den would we we'd get eight people together and then split them by four by rank whatever and then we we brawl with each other. But now it's like so many people are going to be doing it. It might congest up the con- the queues, so we might not be able to you know scrap with the free companies that we want to scrap with. You know what I mean? That yeah, that's a great point to bring up. At this point, if they were to introduce something like this, uh, you would have uh, the you know you would be able to obviously do grand company versus grand company type stuff. You can still do the smaller stuff like the rogues then, but there's no platform for grand companies who are a, or sorry for free companies who are a mix of the different grand companies to go up against each other. Hmm. But I feel that's, like if you're if you're going to do this in like this, this PVP zone or this PVP world, I feel like you have to make a choice between either grand companies or free companies. I think grand companies. Cause then you have random people who you know will help you, but true, but that, I, that yeah. that's the easier choice. But I also think, I think this, I think this is still a great point. I think the idea of being able to call out certain grand companies. Yeah. is absolutely something that should be addressed. It's, and I think for that, what they maybe need is some type of separate instanced zone mm-hmm. where you can meet up. So for example, a way to queue up specifically for seal rock with a full Alliance or with a full group yeah. so that you're meeting in there to do it. Correct. Well, there's multiple to address all of the points. Like, Number one, more PvP queues are better than less PvP queues. So I, I don't think I don't think well I'll ever see the day when like congestion in PvP queues is a bad thing. The specifics of being able to queue up against the people that we want when it comes to four v four will always have the four different language selections. I can queue in Japan, uh, Japanese. I can queue in Dutch against somebody else who's queuing in Dutch at the time. You know, I'll always be able to find that four v four matchup. I will always be able to have a, a team of like if I'm if I'm going to be doing if I'm going to be doing doing pvp in in seal rock if i'm going to be doing pvp on um a specific pvp server i'm never going to go outside of a eight man group i'm going to have an eight man group with another eight man group with another eight man group all combined up on team speak all ready to go if i'm getting that serious why would i not be as serious as i am right now 
on that server. You so know, all and, well, things are going to come into play. And I think that that brings up another good point where, you know, if, if, uh, you know, we're all making new characters anyway, then your grand, your grand company selection is going to be top of mind yeah. when you're making that character. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, if you're going to go like Joe is going to, you know, clearly uh, roll a squad out if this happens, uh, you know, that you're all starting from the same grand company. And I, I think that it'll cut down on uh, the desire for, for people from multiple grand companies to want to congeal into a free company. So I agree with you that, you know, like free companies will change. I think on a, on a oh, PVP yeah. server, free companies will serve a massively different role than they do on the PVE servers. Um, and, but do, do, do we need to... Uh, you know, account for 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 free company play. I don't think so because even on the PVE servers right now, in the two years that we've had service, there is no consideration for content that you can do as a free company except for Diadem. That's it. Now, That's now. The, it's the only but, one. But now, when when we get into what well, well, the possibilities exist in a world that is one hundred percent full and open PVP, we're going to see more specific things like the uh, like the mob battles or like uh, uh, gang battles in areas like Cyrodiil in ESO. When I play when I play ESO, like if I wanted to call out, like I'm in a group called Skuma Syndicate, and they're pretty well known in ESO. I'm a very small member of a much larger community. But mm-hmm. if Skuma wanted to say, I want a twenty v twenty, you guys and they will pick a point on the map which is far away from any other place and then that we can go in and just bang and just go do our thing 20 v 20 in a small place away from other we're still, uh, away from distraction joe, and away from everything else joe we're, we're still talking about pvp right uh you can talk you can you can take it any way you want Cal. oh okay all right <laughs> but when like for for to, to speak directly to dolo like all the the, the the most exciting and the thing that gets me so charged up about this world is that even if you do select a free company or part of me, you do select a grand company uh, and you say like all immortal flames are going to be friends. That's not going to be the, the definitive truth. You're going right. to your name and your act, the actions that you make on that server are going to define how people view you on that server. So if you join up with flames and then don't care your role or like betray somebody, there will be a story and there will be a dialogue about, Much, Hey, this guy, yeah. this guy means something. This guy has integrity. He has <laughs> at, honor. He has values. You know, I want him on my squad. Not only is he a good player, but he has value. He is, he is, uh, he's of good moral character. Like, right. That's the best part about this is where there will be stories that will be created. There will be history. There will be lore. Legends will be boring. Yes. And that's, and that's just it. It's not like, oh, so-and-so from Gilgamesh did a really cool thing. It's this guy on the PvP server. We all know this guy on PvP server right. because we're all on PvP server. Yeah. Sir exactly. Joe Never of the Never Fails is the only Dragoon to have never elusive jumped off of the Titan platform. Well, well I, that's not a fact. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's... Okay. Uh, I, I, Joe, I feel like what you're describing is very similar to uh, the way that corporations work in Eve. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, there are infamous corporations and there are infamous incidents of, of uh, you know, other corporations being fucked over in Eve that go down in history. Yeah. And and I think that there is the same ability to weave that kind of player made narrative in a PVP server setting. Um 
And, and and so I, I I absolutely love that idea that like look you can only you can only really plan for so much and then it's it's really on the players at that point. Um, but I do think it would be interesting. Like say for example, if you did uh, if you did want to have free company uh, content, you know, uh, uh, tie that into housing. That you know you you've got a free company with or you've got a house with your free company. Now you have to defend that, or somebody yeah. can come in and. And, and take it over or take something from you like a uh, you know maybe not the, the the plot of land that would probably be a little bit extreme i'd imagine, like that imagine. don't don't get me wrong <laughs> i'd like that that would be fun but like uh you know something like the astral candescence where you know they would steal it and you would have to then your free company would be tasked uh to uh to, to steal it back uh, if you want if you want free company buffs then you have to have this astral candescence you know, and, and, in your and, and, and in your fucking free company house. bringing that up there's another aspect for of, of what this PvP zone could look like that FF11 did as well. Do you remember outposts? Controlling the outposts, yes, right? I do. They give you access to certain teleports, right? And, and, and certain, uh, there were uh, certain battlefields too that, yep. uh, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, so, so that's another type of thing that, that you could put in here. Like, there is so many things that you could pack into a world PvP zone, right. like, like Cyrodiil and ESO or Wintergrasp in World of Warcraft. You know, uh, putting dungeons in there, putting buffs that affect yeah. you worldwide. Like, th there yeah. would be a reason for everybody to want to go to this place and defend it. I and think that was something I that think this is a much more Deacon realistic idea yeah. also. Then I mean I'd like the a worldwide PvP server would be awesome, but I feel like that would take a lot of balance and a lot of thought whereas I think a, a zone that's just always PvP on every server I think would would be something that would be easier to implement and more I don't know. I don't think so. I, I still think that the the amount of excitement and the 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 attention it would it would garner for it being unbalanced and then having the people that are like pioneering that to find the places that need to be changed and to, to like basically do the beta testing like you said like mm -hmm. that would be such an exciting time to just oh, I agree, participate but. in it unbalanced and then to say hey like this was changed we did it before but just like Wolves Den like this for the people that were able to play Wolves Den before they nerfed all the stuff before they took like cleric stance away in uh, on the front lines for the people that played it in its original content like it was well different from how it is today and to be able to get involved in that on a world scale oh yeah. my gosh yeah oh personally gosh, i dude. think that final fantasy 14 is poised to have like a pvp zone like no game has ever seen before you know when i think yeah. about when i think about how things went in winter graphs it was just an all-out battle right i mean you had like different ways you could attack it was you a had, clusterfuck well it wasn't even that i mean there was actually strategy to it you could get into vehicles to take down walls and stuff but the main point was just an x amount of time get to this spot and you control it now right now the idea that 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 you know the the way that, that this all-out battle could be determined was through several things right like all right you're collecting resources to get points you get kills to get points but the idea is that gatherers and crafters could also factor into this like let's say every time mm -hmm. a certain item was crafted you got like a major influx of points right so you would actually have some people that would want to stick to the back take items from other people that were gathered during this battle and craft stuff to turn them in now part of the meta now part of the strategy becomes do we just want to go for the kills taking this part of the thing or do we want to try and infiltrate in there and take out their gatherers Good because course, if you're yeah. fucking up their gatherers yeah. now you have to start diverting your 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 actual uh, um, disciples of war and disciples of magic to helping to protect them so you can't just necessarily do an all out battle and I just think that exactly. the overall scale 
scale and scope of this is Ooh. unlike anything that I've Absolutely. ever witnessed in PvP before. Ma Master Q Fox in the ch in the chat. PvP balance will ruin PvE development. Not if it's happening on a on a segregated <laughs> server. Well, yeah, it, if it, yeah, if it's, yeah. It no, depends. If it's, if it's its own server, but then I think they would need a team that was dedicated to that server. It depends. I think you're right. You're right. I think it would take it. It would because take balance yes. would be different, and yes. you need people who would need to focus on balance for the PvE. Content. I think you're right. Yeah. And in a full scale rating, and then because I feel like if there was a whole, if people, if the people who are currently focused on balance completely divert their attention to re rescaling a whole server, you'd really lose out on the PVE. Content. There are two methods of thought when it comes to balancing for a game that has both PVE and PVP. And World of Warcraft has addressed this several times. I don't know what they do now, but before what they did is they didn't want to have to basically readjust every single ability because that would be a tremendous amount of sure. work, right? Yeah. So they tried to make it so that an ability was both balanced in PVE and PVP. Okay. Now, the other line of thought is making it so that every single move operated differently in PVP and then in PVE. Right. That way, once it's scaled properly in PVE, you don't have to fucking touch it. Now, if you, it's like, all right, you know, um, Dark Side is way, way too overpowered in PVP. We need to scale it back. Well, now that's fucked up, you know, player versus environment stuff, right? right? Yeah. So giving them two different abilities that's already what helps. They, that's sort of what they already do. I mean, you've got your PVP-specific right. abilities, but then there are other abilities that you have that exactly. They function differently or function at different potencies when you get into PVP. So yes. I, I think that they've... That you're right they already kind of do that they already kind of do that and that they're poised to put something in this game that really would it really wouldn't break the pve element because they're yes. not even really adjusting the pve the element. only difficulty it, that would come from that is they would obviously need more resources or a bigger team to focus specifically on those pvp stuff so that they're not taking resources potentially away from the pve side and i, I honestly i take it back what i said before like i honestly I, I probably wouldn't raid on a pvp server i would have another character that was my pv oh, pardon me on a, uh, my pve player on yeah. balmung and i'd have my pvp when would i want to have time to do pve stuff like i'd be too worried about protecting my noobs protecting my crafters <laughs> going out building my army you know that's generating strategy like when would i have fucking time that's Do so Do awesome. dolo that's a that's a great point you know uh i, I well, wasn't that joe yeah, that was joe no i thought that was dolo that was, totally no, joe. No, that was joe but oh we're, sorry we're, <laughs> stems no it's cool we sound the same we're both from new york yeah, um, but yeah, New York represent, bro. Let's Anyways, just have a bunch of cross talk. Let's just everyone talk at once. <laughs> everyone. But what I'm saying is, where my point stems from is that on on our server, there's a lot of PVE like competition, and it's like, okay, these guys cleared A4 like a month before us. These guys cleared this, 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 and and then it just becomes like a gaggle fuck of like stupid PVE competition that like. Who cares? You know, you're fighting a, a computer monster. Like, I just want to oh smack you God. down because I don't like you. The only problem yeah, that well. I think that you would run into on a PvP server, because Aniro is right, on a PvP server, you are just going to naturally create free companies with people who are in your grand company. Right. So the only problem that you would run into is if there's some, if there's someone that's in your grand company causing beef and you want to take them on, there would be no way to do that because you're part of the same grand company. You would obviously still be able to do that in in specific rogues den instances, but you're only no, you're only getting den. wolves den. den sorry yeah. wolves den instances, but you're only getting it up to a four v four or eight v eight right. um, um, match. You can do it open world, bro. You can do it. You can do it in 
the street. That's true. Yeah. If, if this guy's causing you a problem, he gets a beat down. Like that's that's all there is. You you let there him know so this guy's facts. causing beef. He's done. Like not only would you have to protect yourself, but you'd have to be you'd have to be civil with people. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what the like that's where honor comes into play. That's well, where you, being a real human being comes into play. You, you you should also you should also have the option to duel someone in your one brand on company. One. Yes. yes. Obviously, yeah. you'll have yeah. the option to duel one on one. Yeah. Call him out. Meet me. Meet me in Curthis, dog. Absolutely. Meet me. No, <laughs> Absolutely. Meet me. In front of Harshafon's grave. <laughs> no, anywhere. Oh, oh my God. Be so hot. So hype. Dolo, thanks for the call, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, hope, yeah, hope that uh, you'll call back again to uh, to, to Limit Break Radio. Uh, so, uh, I, yeah, I, I think I think overall the idea of a PvP server. I mean, I think I, you know we, the conversation has shifted. I know that the the original email had suggested a PvP zone, but honestly, but he I, touched I, on a lot of the points that would yes. be considered in the PvP zone anyway. That I think a lot in of the people, PvP server, yeah, 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 the, the, yeah, the, the the server in the zone that a lot of people are already familiar with because of other games so yeah absolutely right but i don't think there would be as much balance required if there was a pvp zone simply because you would probably have some kind of objective going into pvp zone like you're going to do a quest or you're going to well, gather usually something, when, and you when, would probably be there with a party when, when people maybe? usually talk about balance in in the form of pvp it's because there's a pve ability that makes one job in particular incredibly overpowered in pvp right. to where nothing can possibly beat it Right, where I think that if there was a PvP zone and you were going into like try to get to a dungeon or try to take claim of something or try to get to a specific area to complete a quest, you probably wouldn't be going in there alone anyway. Yeah, on so massive I think scales. that there, there I, would be a way that it would it wouldn't require as much balance because you would have people to back you up. See, I like think you do in regular. You know what I think it would take? I think it would take uh, you. You would have to do the server first to be to establish the uh, the 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 wider rules, the open uh, PvP rules, and then maybe somewhere down the line a pvp zone is something that you could introduce to uh worlds at uh you know on a, on a wider basis um but i i mean i it's not something that can happen all at the same time i think if you started with a server even though that's on a larger scale it actually gives you uh the chance to uh I- implement it into uh into the community without uh fucking over those worlds that are already pve and heavily established in pve and those characters that have already uh you know gotten the uh, the benefits of uh, of of the gear and and doing the PVE, uh, you know, I I think that uh, you could. There's a lot of lessons that you can learn from doing it as a server first, and making yeah. sure making sure that all of those changes and adjustments are segregated from your PVE world. That way, when you introduce it in a smaller capacity into the PVE world, it's not going to totally fuck over everything uh, uh, regarding PVE. So um, yeah, I do. I agree. I do think that they're they're in a really interesting point right now where they could make this a reality mm-hmm. i just i think that the overall benefits and gains from having having a specific place or an entire server could be involved in pvp would no doubt roll over into how pvp is played on every other server everywhere sure. else like absolutely all of the fine-tuning that they're obviously not doing and all of this the the scaling and balancing whatever you want to do could be done and could be done by the people that want to do it 
on a PvP server. Well, the, I think so, the, I think I think your point is is that the the meta conversation around PvP isn't big enough to be able to provide them with a exactly. sample with a sample exactly. size big enough for them to take good feedback. Yeah, no, exactly. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Oh, Joe. it's the same the same way if you if you draw it from PvE, they they're yeah. not even doing the content that they're making in PvE. Well, how do we expect them to be doing the content that they're they're creating in PvP? Yeah, you uh, know what I mean. Like that's 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 where I draw it from. I mean, I mean that's uh, why some people asking they, in the chat what. Happened happens with with different things like npc trainers and whatnot well that's not a big deal we're not talking about being at war with the other uh grand companies like what the horde and the alliance is you're just there's conflicts with them so when you're outside of the cities or outside of aether uh ethernets you're targetable you'd still be able to go to limsa you'd still be able to go to gridania and talk to those npcs and interact with them because obviously the stories take you there right yeah yeah there there would have to be some kind of consideration for that all right uh joe thank you so much for uh joining Joining us to uh, oh, talk man. to talk about uh, uh, PVP, po- the possibility of a PVP server, uh, the fact that the fact that those words came from Yoshi P himself, I think that is uh, he's excited really, for, yes, really encouraging. Yes, I think yeah. that yeah, that's super encouraging, and that it's not just this like idea that one of us randomly came Do up with. Do we think this would come into play before 4.0 or 5.0? No, point? I think no. it would have to come into play oh, at know. at four at an expansion. Yeah. At an it can't come mid expansion. That would be too weird. Too too weird. Oh my god! If it came like right at four point release, oh my god! You'd have the option. You'd, you'd have, have, you'd have to oh, choose. You'd have to decide. Yeah. yeah, that would suck. Yeah. I mean, you could do both. I could. I mean, no. If, I don't know. If you, 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 you focus on one or the other, no. Yeah, you you would you would have to main one or the other. It would be a choice that that you would have to answer. Yeah, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think cool. that you know, considering how much burnout and how much uh, how, how many attitudes have been jaded ab- around uh, you know PVE and rating and Final Fantasy fourteen, I, I think that at four that that would be a good place to put a decision like that. I yeah. don't think it w- I don't think it would be bad because it's really just a time allocation decision. You're not you're not choosing whether to delete your character or go back on some of the progression that you've made. You're just choosing whether where to allocate your time. And I think that that's a fair choice for the devs to put onto the players. And I that that decision for me is 100 percent easy to make. Like if I were if I were going to choose from a, from a player standpoint and from a broadcaster standpoint, a very involved broadcasting standpoint, there would be a hands down. No doubt I would be doing 100 percent almost 24 seven broadcasting of PVP on that PVP server. Yeah. I can come back at a later date and always go back and accomplish the content that I want in PVE. Yeah. But I would not, I would never be able to miss. I couldn't, I couldn't. I, uh, I, that I, experience I, of leveling I, up in a brand new world. Yeah. Right. Straight up yep. and being involved in it from the day one. Like there would be, there would be no doubt in my mind. I would make that choice to PVP also for the replayability for the original broadcast. Like there, there's no doubt in my fucking mind, man, that I would make that decision for me personally. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you, Joe, for uh, for joining us here today about this uh, subject. It's been uh, interesting to talk to you. Uh, we, you know, we've only got uh, not that long left in the show. Uh, we are just ten minutes outside of uh, hitting three hours here. Uh, but uh, you know, we've we've keep we've kept emails off of the show now for two episodes, and we got something like fifteen more today. Oh, I feel like we've got to read some emails. So all right. it's all good, man. I, uh, I just want to say thanks for letting me let me be a part of this you guys know that i love all you guys to death nika juxta callow and arrow and cookie uh thank you guys for doing it being an awesome an awesome member of the final fantasy community i really i really appreciate you guys for allowing me to be a part of it oh uh, thank you joe and uh, oh, you, you. you don't you don't have to go you can you can stick around
around through the end of emails. We're not going to, I mean, if you got to go, feel free to go. Yeah, it's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm going to be listening at home, but right. I, I actually have to run uh, my, my roommate, uh, my roommate's mother made meatloaf and that's a very high priority on my list. I, I don't blame yeah. dude. I don't blame you at all. Go Thank get, you so much, Joe. Go get Hell that yeah, meatloaf. Thank you, Joe. Joe never fails. Check I him out. You guys. Check him out at twitch.tv slash Joe never fails. Give him, give him a follow. He has to be one of the most energetic streamers I've ever encountered in my entire life. Just watching his stream from you, you tune in and in five minutes, you know why you're there. Yeah, I, I've had I've had uh, Visenya actually told me she's like, I can't watch him too often because he makes me physically exhausted <laughs> watching. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check out Joe Never Fails. That's twitch.tv slash Joe Never Fails. Thank you, bud. Hey, take care, guys. I love you. Take it easy. All My right. favorite part was that he thanked everyone, including Kooky. Yeah. Except, but not Escalia. <laughs> and none of us said he's anything. Not, he, he's, <laughs> he's, not here. he's not here. Oh, shit. You're still here, Joe. That's <laughs> <laughs> you guys. All right. Uh, so let's take this first email. Kahlo, why don't you read yeah. our first email here? Greetings, LBR crew, and hi, Nika. I was trying to give some thought as to what SE could try to do and spice up equipment and materia in this game. Something that was mentioned a few episodes back were unique materia, that is materia that can grant an ability. Looking at it from a developer's point of view, I realized that creating a bunch of new abilities would be very time consuming and not that realistic since Yoshiba is always complaining that they do not have enough staff. Fair enough. But what about materia that grants abilities that are already in the game? I, for one, would love to be able to cast something like Blood for Blood on my Black Mage or to equip Rays on my Dark Knight. You could even tier the more powerful abilities by making the materia drops more rare. You could even have materia that would allow you to cross-class from a specific class. It would just open up that class and the normal cross-class actions. You would still be limited to five. Internal release powered by Fire Force, anyone? Or even auto abilities, auto-protect or re-raise? I know that some uh, of these skills could be a little OP, but if you gate them behind rarity, I think it would be okay to have some OP things in the game and it would bring back that element of gear loss that we are missing. Might even make the gear that this has materia slotted into viable long after the gear is out leveled. I would wear a 130 accessory that gave me raging strikes on my Dragoon, for example. Let me know what you think. Love the show and keep staying awesome, everyone. Sincerely, Damon Dracos of the Siren server, Keepers of, a- of Eorzea, Blood FC. Well, thank you very much for that email, Damien. I really, I, I like this suggestion because, you know, we had, of course, talked about materia that augments abilities yes, or that yes. gives new abilities but I never actually thought about like taking an ability that already exists and giving it to a class that doesn't have it the that's way interesting. they would have to do it though he suggests halfway through that it would just open up that class for more class class, class actions because I forget exactly who it was it might have been Yoshi P it might have been somebody from the development team talking about how going forward they don't want our our key bindings, our 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 macros and stuff, to just become become more and more and more and more convoluted right. yeah, by yeah, adding yeah. more and more and more. You get ability bloat exactly. Yes. Yep. So being able to to just add more into the cross class ability, I think, would give us great ways to to individualize our play styles sure. without bloating up our keyboards even more than they already are. Good point. Or controllers if you're a noob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for the email, Damien. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so uh, let's take a. Uh, why don't you take this next email from Cleanway? Uh, from Cleanway, we yes. have Dear Hosts, Hostesses. I'm so glad you're having this segment back, talking about limit-breaking music. Uh, since the last one, I'm having the Anthony Benjamin James and the Kawaii Leviathan remixes <laughs> on repeat. It's Benjamin Anthony James, but it's okay. What, what did I say? Uh, they, they said well, Anthony Benjamin And I think Benjamin it's Anthony also. It is Anthony. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. There's no TH. It's right. Benjamin Anthony James. Just, just, so we're, just so everyone knows how to find him. That's all. All right. There you go. Uh, on repeat. Uh, thanks a lot uh, for the job well done. Hi, Nika. That's from Clenway uh, Oblin. Olin? Olin. Where's Ob- the fucking where's B in that? There's no B. 
Uh, Ablin oh uh, from God. Google server. Wow, you're terrible. Thank you, Cleanway, for that email. Much appreciated. And uh, glad that you like the Limit Breaking Music segment. That seems to be a popular segment yep. for us. All right. Uh, this next email... Oh boy, this is uh this is quite this a, is a long this one. is a, oh my god, this is a doozy. Yeah, this is uh this is a big one. Uh hi LBR crew. I wanted to jump back an episode to some of the relic grinding issues. I'll preface this with uh uh I'll preface this with I uh don't really hate the relic grind. I'm just extremely extremely disappointed with how it's handled. I came into the relic grind fairly interested. I was ready to jump all over it and finish it up until I hit the third stage and immediately lost all interest in continuing. I felt disgusted and disappointed that absolutely no thought was even put into it. Mm. It was the same feeling after they realized the next step after 2.0 relics. Uh, they have so many other systems back in... Uh, they had so many other systems back in FF11 that they could pull over to create some sort of interesting content to go along with it, but they chose the laziest uninteresting route to do it. At the end of the day, a game should be fun, but this... Does anyone really find this fun does this amuse you am i a clown uh are you are you uh, are, <laughs> say that no i know i i added that part uh are, are are your jimmies at stand uh stand over grinding mindlessly uh why do we uh have to grind uh why do we have to grind or do hard content why are these mutually exclusive why not both uh we could have a progression system that eases the requirements as you complete harder content this this was the concept explored in FF11 through Nizul Isle with weapon skills. The further you climbed, the easier it was to get the weapon skill. Do you think that we could implement a system just as the same way? Say, for example, uh, uh, you start at uh, base damage of requiring 20 of each item, uh, 20 ores, shells, tw uh, yeah, etc. Like uh, and then uh, Bismarck EX is one item, uh, Ravana EX is one item, uh, A1 to 4 is 4 items. Uh, Thoradin EX would drop two items. A1S would drop two. A2S would drop two. Uh, you're, you're basically talking about the exact same thing, but you just want the end game hard content to give more stuff yeah, this is kind than of the casual I, grind. Yeah. yeah, this is what I had brought up in the beginning is that that way, if you are doing harder content, it goes a little bit faster for you. But then if you're not doing the hard content, you can still do it through the long grind. But it already does. People already say that doing Alexander on repeat is way, 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 way faster. Yeah. Right. So it's already doing what you want it to do. Just what? Not as fast enough. Are you saying that if you are a hardcore endgame player, you should be able to grind and do the hard content rather than if you're a hardcore player having to do the meaningful? So, so basically, shit. yeah, if you're if you're rating that you're actively adding toward your relic that you're also working on in your free time, I guess that makes a little bit sure. of sense. I mean, is, is he saying especially that he doesn't like that we have to choose between doing the hard content to get like the 210 weapon from Alex or doing the grind with the boring shit? Why not combine them and do the grind of the hard shit for a little bit faster gain? I, that, I guess that makes a little bit I of sense. Like, I mean, I like that. That's kind of what I think. You should have the choice to be casual and get like one item at a time with the easy stuff or grind the hard stuff and get it faster. No, I think that's I, yeah, I, I don't think I would disagree with that or poo-poo that at all. 
set the minimum at one so when the next content releases you simply just have to add a modifier so it decreases each step naturally old content does not reduce the requirements of a new stage just the current uh the other thing if you have time or maybe uh, i'll also say that uh i think the relic uh for all its grind should be the ultimate weapon uh it should be your best weapon in every patch i would instead supplement end game raids uh with job based materia only equipable in weapons so that you can even add a special little effect when it's slotted actual game changing stuff that is good up until the expansion add an eye level cap or turn it in for uh, a trait for the expansion raids can still have their ugly armors and weapons uh, but the real but the real prize is the materia and then they go and they've got they've got a bunch of different suggestions for what you could do with specific you know job specific materia like for monk you can now for monk you can now build an additional stack of greased lightning or for bard uh heavy shot sidewinder and imperial arrow have a 30 percent chance of activating miseries See, and okay. regarding of curse i HP. have to bring up a question about this though. like siren and i actually had the exact conversation the other day and i brought up something like this but then when you think about it it's not the way that they build content and the way that people build parties they're never going to say that you know not having this stuff is acceptable but if you do have this stuff it's just a bonus it's always going to be if you don't have the best you're not in my party and if you don't have it you're gimp rather than not having it as acceptable and having it as a bonus. And I feel like that, while this sounds awesome, can you imagine like an extra stack of Grease Lightning, how game-changing that would be? That would be. Like, I mean, I feel like for any monk to not have that, they would be a useless as a monk. It would sort of, yeah, it would sort of be so like, it would sort of be like a bard that could only put up two right. songs. Yeah. It would completely fuck over the entire way. That, you know what? Well, it sounds good on paper. Like, I mean, I mean, it, w- it would be... It would be very this hard. This would be the standard for DPS. It, it would have to be the standard rather yeah. than the current DPS being standard and then having this being just extra cherry on top. It, it would de- never. It would never play out that way realistically. As nice as it sounds on paper, yeah. Yeah. I, I I disagree. It depends on how hard you made this to get because again you're falling you're falling back on the same argument that we shouldn't do it because it'll hurt some people's feelings i disagree i think no, this shit it would, would change be awesome the flow of the game yeah i i, I but, but then again it, you're right it does depend on how hard it is to get if I it think, takes no, no, I if think, it takes as long to get as the relic and ff11 took to get sure but uh, if you can get it within a month it would be absolutely a game breaking i'm actually i'm gonna agree with nika here because you know something as drastic as an extra stack of grease lightning I mean, that's, that's huge. huge i think that's a huge that's it's a balance concern. I mean, I was, yes, it, exactly. That's okay, what I was getting. Uh, at, yeah. So then, this particular thing, but this idea the should idea still be explored. Is fine, but yeah. I think having an extra stack of grease lightning is way out of the I power. Think right? Yeah. Sir, and the idea of like one extra tick for a dot, and that even alone is game breaking. Like, I mean, just in terms of how much DPS you can put out as as uh, from dots and from other parts of your rotation, like that would be. I don't know. It would have to be like the most difficult thing to obtain and you should not be able to get it in a month from grind. Like, I mean, it would have to be RNG something that would be good forever. It wouldn't like, it wouldn't just be that it was good for this expansion. It would be good forever. So I think it would not necessarily because going into another expansion, if the item level jumps up like, like 50, you're not going to keep on a weapon. That's that gimped just because it has an extra tick on it. Because then everything else that you do is now is less potent. Yeah, yeah, that's they, actually they, kind they of a They could point. make these concepts work. It just depends on what you put yeah. on them. You would have to. Yeah, and you know what? Who fucking cares if it's overpowered? Gear lost. Well, no, you do need you. Do, uh, no, as Juxta said, as Juxta said, it's really important to to balance properly. Yeah, and, and and you can't. You don't want the reward to be so broken that it breaks every class that doesn't have it. True. I think like right. the monk one would add like another like four hundred five. 
500 DPS by itself. Then, yeah, that, that, would, that would be that, too yeah. high. Yeah. Is, isn't there some monk thing where you have to use your stacks, like do other things? There's two things. You can use you like your using stack, like a resource. You can use your ta- stacks for TP or you can use your stacks for like one grand finishing move at the end. Okay, of it. so maybe the monk one is, you know, every, you know, three minutes when you use that, it doesn't consume a stack. Would that be too broken? Well, it uses all your stacks. Oh, well, then oh. it doesn't use them or it only uses one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is there's ways wait, to wait. do this, but these are the kinds of things that would make jobs more interesting. It yeah. would be cool to farm for shit like this. Yeah. I think it's worth exploring, but I think either it has to take like, you know, multiple expansions and be good over time and not just put it into a weapon, or it has to be something that's not as game breaking. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, Nico, how about you take this uh, next email from uh, Dread Poetic? Sure. All right. Uh, he says, hello, LBR crew. I was on Reddit the other day waiting through the filth of the we wants when I came across a thread discussing fates for disciples of hand and disciples of land. Reading down further, the an, another contributor mentioned a concept called Hamlet defense from 1.0. I remember this. Yeah. Um, of course, I did my Googles and discovered that these were interactive events that included all the classes of war, magic and land alike that allowed for players to contribute to the lands they held dear. Yes. My question, since some of you may have been playing since 1.0, was this even event effective and do you think it would be worthwhile for Yoshi and the team to implement it in the game currently? I feel like it could help players feel more involved and valuable to the world if implemented properly, keyword being properly. Um, thank you for taking the time to read this email. Sincerely, Dread, po- Dread, Poetic, Dread Poetic in the chat or Hi- Hippolyta Starwin from Brunhilde. Well, thank you very much for that email. Uh, I did play 1.0. I did do Hamlet Defense. It was a gigantic clusterfuck. Yeah, and I can say, well, it was another one of those things where the concept was cool and people like the idea but then after a while they stopped doing them because yep. it kind of like took out you had to go like out of your way to the hamlets to defend them and get you know so much bonus for that area when you could be you know like especially now you could be over there grinding items for your relic or you could be raiding and, and then this it, it was almost like content that was there but it did like diadem basically it was cool at first yes. but then it really didn't serve a purpose and people had better things to do and the rewards out of it weren't that fantastic either so uh, yeah yeah it, it was a cool idea and people who did them really enjoyed them but it was just it was so pointless i think i did one and yeah. i didn't do it again because there really wasn't a point it didn't benefit my character some of those which is what he said keyword properly but yeah i mean some of those concepts seem like they they would play roles in the the pvp zone thing that we discussed earlier so i think it'd be a I would like to have fates for a disciple of land classes. Anything to make those XP go a lot quicker. Actually, that's a good point. That would that would be that would be nice. Maybe have them uh, pop at the rate that uh, the the beastmen uh, uh, fates pop. You know, so like you'd have to you'd have to keep an eye on your map for when it yeah. pops, or they pop after you've gathered so much in the zone. Oh, that's also a good one too. I like that. Um, yeah, uh, Kahlo, How about you take our yes. next email here? Planning of the gruesome demise of the LBR hosts has not been proceeding as I would like. Delays and logistical issues have thus far prevented me from putting any of my plans into action. I have some hope, though, that some headway will be made soon and LBR will be made to suffer for that flagrant insulting of the role-playing community. Oh, God. I would estimate that plans have reached 22% completion, but the current problem lies in the exclusivity of cyanide, mozzarella cheese, and a pizza delivery uniform that will cover my horns. Is someone fucking role-playing at us in email? I am still disappointed by, by the failure of my latest plan. I cannot fill a swimming pool with... With cats without many of them escaping and lowering the cat level, effectively putting an end to Operation Ironically Drown Kahlo and Pussy. 
<laughs> Nika's detachment from the rest of the team is still something I am confident I can capitalize on. Yes, it's true. I don't recall ever hearing Nika openly abusing the RP community, but after killing the rest of the team, it seems a shame not to continue just for the thrill Aww. of the pentakill. <laughs> Nika, Nika, what are your opinions about the roleplay community? Um... Serious? I mean, I would never join an RP server. However, if someone RPs, I'm not. Does like, it? Does it? I don't have an opinion it, either. No, way. no, no. When it when it happens around you, does it make you cringe? Do you, only if the things they say are like really cheesy. But if someone has like an RP macro or something for like raise, I don't care. That doesn't oh, bother me. Come on. I'm putting. If you see an RP macro saying "Return for me, Kalo Landis. Your time has not yet come. Raise." Five times I don't, in the I don't chat. do that any okay in 11 I used to do that for all of that's my that's it guys macros. I'm putting Nika under role play suspicion <laughs> okay role, but in, Nika, in 14 you're under role play honestly suspicion. in 14 if you're not on an RP server I feel like it just clusters up the, the chat log and it's kind of stupid but if someone wants to RP I have no opinion either way side note well, last week's hilarious notion of attaching stereotypes to Eorzean races was perhaps the closest thing they've done to contributing to lore, I can't help wondering if LBR is able to attach equally hurtful stigmas to specific job classes. Perhaps, but not if I kill them first, which is the intended goal anyway. I think we can probably uh, oblige. Work that out. Yeah. Uh, I have thought of approaching the Guardians with a team-up in mind, since they seem so zealous about doing away with LBR too, but after the Starlight Celebration special, I am convinced I would more positively be reinforced in my plans by stabbing myself in the kneecap with a screwdriver. Yeah, probably. Plans continue unabated, however. Soon the LBR crew will be six feet under or dissolved in the bath of chlorine, whichever seems most appropriate. I can only hope my opportunity strikes soon from the diary of Silite Winstead. Uh, well, thank you for that email, Silite. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to that. Uh, all right. We're going to take one final email here. Uh, Xanther, I know that you had sent in yours and it was an FMFFL. We're going to save that for the next time we actually do FMFFLs as a segment. Uh, so I am going to uh, read this email from uh, Kikilu Kilu. Uh, it says, hey, LBR, apologize in advance. This might be long, but here we go. I am so sick of lazy ass heat. Healers. Right, Nika? Here we go. What? The, the ones who come into duty thinking that they can uh, leave all the work for the other healer in the party. In this case, me. I um, seem to remember a void arc, Nika, where you commented, oh, hey, I'm not even healing at all. I'm just doing damage. Yep, Thor yeah, carried everyone. Hurt, so no, it's because Thor was carrying everyone. Actually, I'm pretty sure Thor said it's okay, I got this. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. I'm finding this uh, extremely common among players level 60, especially white mages. These assholes stand around doing minimal healing, if at all, don't use their cooldowns, and won't even attempt DPSing. And of course, if you mention this in party chat, suddenly you're the asshole. Now, if you're fairly new to a duty and you aren't so confident about uh, changing stances whilst avoiding AoE and dealing uh, with boss mechanics, that's absolutely fine, as long as you're at least fucking healing. Uh, I actually had a white mage in Void Arc the other night who said that we should really be picking a boss each. Uh, I took this to mean that he uh, wasn't comfortable stance dancing, uh, so he wanted to heal uh, one boss and uh, DPS the next. But no! Uh, what he then said was uh, that one of us should heal the other AFK. <laughs> what? What? One should go, one healer should go AFK and the other one should do all the healing and then trade that off. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Why did you come into this raid if you had no intention of doing your job? Yes, Void Arc can be very easily solo healed. But if you're not healing, you should be using that time to be better to your party or alliance and help with the DPSing. How the fuck can you even think that going AFK during a duty is acceptable? Dungeons, raids, etc. are team efforts. If you're not willing to be a team player, then you shouldn't be in here. I used to enjoy running things like Void Arc and would play uh, and uh, would play it over and over just for fun. But people like this fucker are why I uh, why I dread having to do it even once when the reset is for this week. Uh, or, or when a friend asks me to come in and uh, heal for them. I'm a white mage myself, and I spend the majority of my time stance dancing. I'm also about as casual as they come. So if you don't keep up with me, you need to stop buying your players on eBay and learn how to play the fucking game. Get good or get out. Much love to everyone at LBR, and thank you for reading my email, Kikilukilu of the Lich Server. Thank you so much for that email, and uh, that's a good point. It's a really good point. I was going to say, if he said that in party chat, he should have immediately been kicked by everyone else. I absolutely yeah, agree. I'm surprised. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? That party should have booted him immediately. That's what I would have done. It would have been vote kick from from. And then take a screenshot and go to Facebook and fucking flame him there. Yeah. They like that kind of shit. They do. Uh, all right. I, I, you know what? I want to actually read one more email. Uh, and this is from M. Uh, we actually got this last week, and we, of course, didn't have time to get to this. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I, I really, really like this email. And uh, May I? I'd li- yes, I, w- okay. I, I, I would like it read for M. So uh, right. go ahead. Hello, Limit Break Radio. This email isn't about Alexander, Anima Weapons, or a Nero. This email is about communities, specifically the community that you have all harvested here at Limit Break Radio. But first, a story. I'm a frequent listener who has only been active on chat for two weeks and listens live every chance I can. I would want to say that I feel pretty connected to LBR. Over the past couple of years, I've been having lots of life issues, and to put it briefly, I have not been in a good mental state ever since. Recently, at the time of writing this email, it happened 20 minutes ago, during one of Kahlo's live streams, a tiny thing sent me into a pretty serious death spiral of emotions. Not Kahlo's fault, don't worry friend. I messaged one person who I barely talked to before in chat, who we will who will be called JM, for help. He talked to me for just about an hour, calmed me down, and I explained my situation to him. He did something that I thought would never happen. He helped me. To think that some nobody who has only ever been inactive er, in, in this community for about two weeks can have an intimate and personal talk about dealing with such serious things like depression and suicide and show actual fucking compassion and care is mind-boggling to me. You guys here at LBR have created something special. You people made a community of smart, caring, and friendly individuals that support each other through the worst, and I hope that you guys will take that to heart. I'm so happy that I support this podcast on Twitch and Patreon, even though you guys are apparently a failing podcast. I'll be happy to support LBR until the last Final Fantasy XIV server is shut down forever. Also, fuck Lords of Verminion. Sincerely. <laughs> M. I love this email. Aww. I love this email. This is a nice email. That's a very nice email, and not because it's just complimentary to us, but I, I think that, uh, you know, this really points out the best part of our community. And here. I think it's more complimentary to the community than Absolutely. to us because we're just assholes. Absolutely. You guys are the ones yeah. that congregated around us. Absolutely. And and you know what? You know, every time, every time, you know, I hear a story like this or I uh, interact with the uh, with the LB Army, my 
myself, I'm reminded just how smart and critical and uh, and awesome all of these people are. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot of people uh, when we brought the show back and uh, you know we brought it back, no holds barred, uh, going all the way to the edge with our content. You know, uh, uh, we talked to a lot of other content creators. We talked to a lot of other podcast podcast creators and streamers. And uh, you know, a, one of the concerns that we heard a lot was you know look if you if you start cultivating this kind of attitude what kind of audience are you going to be left with at the end of the day you're going to be awesome one you're going to be left with a a a group of totally detached disaffected uh psychopaths that will just look to tear your show down and everyone else down the first chance that they get and that's not true it's definitively not true. We have been doing the show exactly the way that we want to do this show now for over two years. And the fact of the matter is, is that you guys get smarter. You guys uh, get more, uh, you know, uh, 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 more intuitive. You guys understand what is going on here at the show. And, it, you know, not everyone gets it. You know, when you make a show that is for a specific audience, it's also going to not be for another audience. You when you when you when you uh, you know when you're when you're honest and and you try to quarter specific you you inevitably close yourself off to the quote widest possible audience and we knew that going in and that was something that we were totally uh, willing to embrace and the fact that you guys also embrace it tells me that you guys are incredibly smart incredibly critical and incredibly capable of of taking ideas and dissecting them uh, whether they're good or bad on their face you guys aren't followers we're not building a community of followers we're building a community of leaders these are people who think critically about content whether it's for final fantasy 14 or whether it's for video gaming and that think differently outside of the box about things and you know that doesn't that doesn't mean that they're going to be disaffected. It doesn't mean that they're going to be detached. These people care. Okay. We've said this before. If you're a lurker in this, in this community, if you just hang out with the show and just listen, maybe consider becoming involved because when you do, you don't just open yourself up to us where we, you know, you can, you can, uh, uh, have the opportunity to become an actual part of the show or a part of the lore, like Kuki, like Skuro, like, uh, Ryuichi. I mean, all, all of, all of these folks, you know, they, they end up adding to the show and that's one reason to do it, but you don't just open yourself up to us. You open yourself up to the amazing people. People that are a part of this community and, and listen to the show. Better people than we are too. Absolutely. Let's share the milk of human kindness. Something that I'd like to point out: the people that don't get us, they look at us, they see assholes, and they see bullies. Yeah. Right. Right. But there's a big fucking difference. The reason that our listeners and our viewers and our LB Army are such compassionate, caring people is because they look at us and they realize that what we do isn't just blatant bullying across the board. It's entertainment. When and when we're assholes to people, they probably fucking deserve it. They put themselves in our crosshair. We saw a chance to entertain, and we do that. We've never... Real bullying is seeking out people who are weak and exploiting them. Yeah. And that's not something we do. No. And that's why we have such good viewer and listenership, is because they recognize that. Yeah. Except Scro, He's the one example. The one exception. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I, I, I think that that's very true. And I have an immense amount of respect for you guys that listen to us each and every single week, that download the show, that send in emails, that call. I, 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 I can't 
believe the amount of interaction that this show gets and uh, the amount of people that uh, that listen. It's it's truly staggering. And uh, you guys have to know that uh, I, I respect you an immense amount for that. And, uh, you know, when when you when you're as open to other people in this community as you are to us. Because when we had the conversation on Final Encounter Cast last week, we got a lot of emails saying, you know, I really appreciated you being open and honest with what your situation is in Eero. Uh, you know, when 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 you start cultivating stuff like that, uh, you know, I, I they're, they're, they're just the possibilities are fucking amazing. Amazing. Sometimes I troll. Sometimes I have a laugh. But I love you guys and I love this show and everything it is about. Hashtag pounder me. <laughs> that, what was that? Hashtag I don't know. Oh, pounder me. <laughs> that's, pound. how, that's how it said hashtag LBR. Me. Oh, I okay, got it. I'm uh, like what? Pounder uh, LBR. Oh, LB for a pound. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> pounder me. That. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what, LB Army? You're now known as Pounder Me. <laughs> Pounder That's Me. So weird. I thought that, that was some. Army. I thought that was some weird potato person Irish thing. That but is it makes so sense. weird. Okay. Hashtag, thank, thank you, Thor. Yeah. Thank you very much, Thor. Hashtag Pounder Me. That's great. I fucking <laughs> love it. Uh, all right. Look. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for all your emails, for your calls. This has been a whole lot of fun. Uh, do we? Do we have Kooky? Is Kooky connected up? Why don't uh, you get? I, I can bring her in. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Get Kooky real quick so we can thank her for. Uh, for for uh, doing uh, call screening today because she did a great job. This it went really, really well today. Um, we so, Kookie, 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 hi, I'm hi, Kookie. So, how how did uh, how did screening calls go? Did you have a good Holy time? Holy moly, you guys call a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's there was a lot of people that wanted to call, huh? There there was a lot of people. There was about like 10, 10 12 callers. There's a couple new people that I wanted to take in, but I just couldn't get them in. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'll get you guys next week. Just just a heads up, Kooky. Uh, you know, you can you can just let us know who's sort of like waiting, and if we're if, if we find a, a an opportunity to go to a call, like we can try to we can try to uh, steer co- the conversation, co- co- towards coordinate it. Yeah. coordinate that a little bit more. Um, right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, Kooky, you did a fantastic job. Uh, and uh, I really want to thank you for uh, for agreeing to uh, call screen for us. I oh, think I, th- I think it's going to be really exciting for people to actually like call and talk to someone before they uh, you know before they talk to us. It helps them work out some of the nerves and stuff. And everyone or loves if their it. mic is all fucked up. They can exact or, or yeah, if if their mic is all <laughs> fucked up, you can hear it and you can help try to work through that with them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just I think that this is going to be a big boon. And the thing that I noticed, Kooky, is that. Uh, uh, you know, you, you were definitely a ninja operating behind the scenes. But the thing that I heard way more in this episode was contributions from Juxta. And that was the whole point of this. So I really yeah, want to thank you. Great. You did a great job. All right, thank wait. you. Thank you. So did I hear that right? You wanted me to contribute more? Yeah, because you would just sit there and, and talk to people on Skype and it was no, annoying. No, hold on. He's, he's not saying that what you contributed was good. Right. He's just saying that you did contribute. But what I like he, he most about this, me more. what I like most about this is that Kookie's being thanked for it, not Juxta. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you have to remember at the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Kookie. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you on as a part of the show for, uh, for the future. I love you, Kookie. 
Love you too. Thanks, Kook. All right. So that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio this week. Uh, if you want to support Limit Break Radio, if you listen each and every single week, if this is a show that provides you something even on, even close uh, to, to the level that M shared with us, consider going over to patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio and tossing us a couple of bucks in support. Even just a dollar a month uh, will make a big difference and you'll get access to our bonus green room videos that uh, get recorded right after this show wraps up. So if you want to hear the meta discussion behind Limit Break Radio, the show, then you definitely want to drop a dollar in the bucket over at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio because that's the only place that you're going to be able to access that content. We just got our posters back from the printer. The first round have been sent out. They are on their way. If you were one of the uh, folks that ordered, uh, what, 20, 20 some odd that ordered a poster? Yeah. Uh, then uh, that poster is on its way to you. We are currently waiting on the next 100 dog tags to come in. So the first 100 have been sent out. If you have uh, if you've joined the LB Army on Patreon since what October, I think was when the last round of those went out October or November, then uh, you're you're we're still unfortunately waiting for your dog tags to get delivered to us. So as soon as they get delivered, we're going to hand number them and send them out to you so that uh, you can uh, rock your LBR pride. I would also like to let some people know that there were a few of them that me and Juxta gave the Samus Rage Bone uh, treatment to. Which is? We rubbed our balls on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just, you know. Be, be, be prepared to find pubes hair on some of them. Be conscious of that. That's disgusting, you guys. I guess, <laughs> just stop. You, you can't unknow that. Just just so you know. You just can't unknow that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, if you have joined the LB Army uh, recently, look for your bonus gifts. They will be coming to you shortly. We're still working on the t-shirts. That's uh, th- There's been a bit of a hiccup. Uh, also, uh, uh, about the bet, uh, we are going to do all of the bet stuff, all of of that is going to be concurrent on one episode currently we are waiting on hearing back from the tattoo artist we've had two that we've had confirmed and both of them have just bailed kind of at the last minute so we're trying to get someone locked in to do the tattoo and once we have that in place we're going to be able to structure the rest of that so for those of you who gave to the bet who keep wondering where the payoff is it's definitely coming hang on a little bit longer it's like the dragons in game of thrones you've been waiting four seasons for those already you're just going to have to wait just a little bit longer. We're just gotta Winter th- is coming too. Guys. That's right. That's right. Winter is coming. Speaking of which, there's snow falling outside and I got to get these guys on the road. That's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio this week. I want to thank all of you for joining us. All uh, 236 of you. That's been almost as high as 300 today. Thank you guys for hanging out. Really appreciate it. For juxtaposition, Kahlo Landis and Nika Kayanian. I'm Aniro. And special guest Joe Never Fails. Twitch TV slash show never fails. I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zuri and Urexin, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. 
Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Music 